How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo and KC, and thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it, and hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. about something already i don't know what we thrown jesse's got an early technical hey, yo. all star vibes are in full effect what's good baby we in here on this friday february 16th i'm damian barling the ultimate needle mover in god mode himself he's kenny caraway yes sir acknowledge me What's wrong, man? I saw, well, this isn't what uh, has me upset, but Jesse getting a technical before the show started reminded me of a clip I saw yesterday, a uh, high school playoff game, nowhere around here. I don't know where it was at. But the team, last second game, they try a shot or whatever. The Let's just say the home team wins, mm-hmm. right? They win the game. It's over. They jump off the bench or have time. One of the players goes and uh, hangs on the rim in celebration. And the refs call it technical foul. When the they, game was over? Yes. Technical foul. They were up one. And I didn't see the rest of the video. But I'm Wait a minute. We don't lost. know what happened? I'm assuming they lost. Throws and I, you can't get the ball, but two free throws. 
That's the craziest thing. Game's over. What the hell? This is why you, referees piss. That? that actually does off. Now that I think about it, I don't see how you can. Uh, uh, I don't. That doesn't make sense. That ref shouldn't even be able to work at a Foot Locker now. Well, For real. Well, ridiculous. But that wasn't that pissing me off. Well, okay. Watson's well, going to join us in about 15 minutes. He says he's got a surprise for us. What? Um, Mark Jones is joining us later in the show. The Louis Vuitton Don. Uh, Joe Davidson's here. Uh, Sam is back with us. But what's 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 troubling you? Nah, man. I was just on uh, on Twitter. Oh, and that's once a good again, place to get pissed off. W- once funny. again, uh, just all these videos just circulating from. I don't know if it's inside the NFL or. Somebody just has the whole game mic'd up from this Super Bowl because there's just new stuff every day. Yeah, it's like, what they, the hell's going on? How it works. The whole game? All week? Yes. Like, the whole game. So you got the whole game mic'd up? Yeah. No, they, you do. We can watch that. No, I do. We, I we, don't. We can watch. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know where this stuff keeps coming from. Well, it's coming from. Okay, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. Every, I, I every damn You're day. Right. It's I a have, new clip I have of no somebody idea. mic'd up. 50 years, I have no where it's coming from. What, You're right. What no, I'm no. saying is, how is there. Inside the NFL comes out on Tuesday. Mm hmm. Why is there new clips coming out on Friday? It's because they don't have new content to create. They've got to spread it out here over the. The show already came out, so any that's what are we talking about? This is what I'm saying. Like if 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 the All Star game, the All Star game Mm -hmm. plays on Sunday, Mm -hmm. we all watch the show. We Mm -hmm. all watch the game. Mm -hmm. That's like new footage from the All Star game coming out on Thursday. Mm -hmm. No, we the show's already ran. You're right. You're right. Why is there new stuff? You're right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I feel your frustration. Buddy, let me warn you. Do not put on NFL Network then. Oh, I'm ready to cancel that. No, that's fine. I'm ready to cancel no. that. I don't need NFL Network. Maybe just stay off Twitter. Uh, I'm, uh, look, I got a job to do. Got a job to do. It's running my job. But anyway. All right. They have a clip of the infamous fourth and one play. Okay. Fourth and one overtime. Everybody in the world mm-hmm. is saying, Patrick Mahomes is keeping the ball. Mm-hmm. I said it to my nephew. Shout out to Julian. Sitting there saying, hey, he's keeping the football. He's keeping the football. He's not giving it to Pachenko with the legacy on the line. Video footage comes out. Mm-hmm. Behind the scene, mic'd up. Trent Williams on the sideline. Hey, watch the QB keeper. He's keeping it. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Plays ran. Bosa runs a 4-140 to Pacheco <laughs> for whatever reason. And Patrick Holmes keeps the ball. We all know what happens after that. He runs from first. No, I think, yeah, he ran for the first mm-hmm. down, four or five yards. Mm-hmm. So I've said this a number of different times. Like Nick Bosa, you, like we all know what's going on here. What are you doing? What are you doing? Right? Getting a little, like, Yo, what are you doing? We all knew what was going on. But Nick Bosa should have known. Nick Bosa absolutely should have known. Okay. And this is not a heel turn, but this is this is a microcosm of like, all right, you want to be the coach, then coach. Steve Wilkes got to get in their ear. I knew it. Shrimp Williams knew it. Everybody in the damn world knew it. That's part of coaching. Yes, Nick Bosa should know. But if I'm the coach, if I'm Steve Wilkes in that situation, I'm getting in Fred Warner's ear because he's got the, the green dot. Say, Fred, Mahomes isn't handing it off. Attack him. Attack him. Attack. Make sure everybody knows. Attack him. It's part of coaching. It's part of the job. 
So people want to have all these crying uh, emojis and think pieces about Steve Wilkes. That was the game. And I need him as just as much as I need Nick Bosa to know the hell what's going on in the situation. I need my coach to coach. Need him to coach. Everybody, everybody knew that. That's it. Okay. I'm sorry that these videos keep coming out. Well, do you know what they do? You know what they do? They piss me off. And if there's one thing you don't want to do, it's piss me off. Don't piss me off. Your country accent is so bad. It's so bad. But you're right. Twitter is pissing you off. And Jeff, I don't think he was country at that time, though. He Jeff? still he still had the guitar, Jeff but he Jarrett's was more. From, he's from Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, but he was. Or but he, Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. I think. But he was more like. He wasn't like. Uh, Double J Jeff Jarrett at that point. No, he had he, he was, had kind of grown out yeah, of that. But, but he's he still always, had the he's guitar. A Tennessee also. guy. Like yeah. I, I'm not. I didn't mean like the country singer J E double F. I meant he's from Tennessee. And look and look at uh, Elias here. <laughs> if only Casey protected Wilkes like he does Shanahan. What do you want me to protect Wilkes from? I just told you how he's supposed to do his job, and he didn't do it. If I was the defensive coordinator at that point, we'd be at a parade yesterday. Because I would have told him, he's not handing the ball off. Do not run after the running back. If Trent Williams was the defensive coordinator, we would be at a parade yesterday. Because he knew. I was like, I just lost Kenny's volume. And then I looked over and Jesse's doing his best to adjust the... Making sure we don't peak. I got you. So, Elias, Elias, shut the hell up. It's Friday. I thought we had gotten this all out. Man. All right. Is there anything else? Is, no, did anything right make you happy today? No. no. I don't know. I mean, the donuts. Don't don't know what's good. Donut, there's yeah, still well, pizza in the fridge? Hey, there's pizza. Yeah, I have some pizza. That pizza's good. Get you yeah. some pizza. Like, you know what? KSFM comes around, take all that pizza home. You, you and Reese and... Casey, just take the fridge home, bro. Yeah, it's all. Take it all. You two, don't patronize me right now. Okay. Well, I don't know what to do now because I wasn't ready for that. We used up all our Friday vibes. We. You just you. You are the anti Mason Jones. That's what you are. Literally, you're the vibe killer. Two, two minutes ago. Sitting here, and that comes across the timeline. <laughs> Why didn't you close it? Or leave because it? Because I wanted to see what Trent said. Well, Trent. Do said you feel what, better now that you Trent, know? Trent said what everybody said, except for apparently Nick Bosa and Steve Wilkes. Casey's villain, villain origin story is just inside the NFL it's, clips. Bro, that is facts. I'm also just going to do a quick Google search here. Because I remember this existed. Uh, I'm trying to find the old Double J Don't Piss Me Off t-shirt. <laughs> Can we recreate something he, like that for Casey? On oh, the there it is. Side? Didn't he, didn't I got it, it. Didn't he put it on the, uh, didn't he put it on the guitar? Yep. <laughs> yep. Are you going to start putting the women in the office in figure fours like he did? 
Like Stacy Kaufman just going to walk by <laughs> no. and you're going to slap the figure four on him <laughs> no. or hit her in the head with a guitar? You know what I saw today? Kimberly comes walking by, <laughs> just popped in the head with a guitar. What, I, what I'm not going to do, but what I saw today, I guess it was like 20 years, maybe 15 years, something like that, since uh, <laughs> since uh, Randy gave Stephanie a RKO. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> and then Triple H just Hunter comes face. out. His mean face. <laughs> what are you doing? And that was I, some good acting, though. I, that was a good acting by Randy. I came across that because I saw that Stephanie McMahon was trending this morning. I was like, oh, no, what? why is she trending? <sighs> okay. So I saw it and was like, oh, all right, and kept scrolling, scrolling, and then saw the clip of, of the RKO. Was that the, was that the first bump she had taken or something like that? No, nah, the Rock Rock bottomed her. Yeah. Uh, I think the first bump she took was at that crappy WrestleMania 2000 I was at. Did she where get, the Rock gave her the rock bottom. Did she get caught when Randy Orton was in his punting face? I think that's what happened to Shane. I think, yeah, Shane he had, had punted punt, Shane. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Vince might have gotten, might have gotten the the R, the the RKO punt too. The Randy Orton, <laughs> bro. Randy Orton was Adam Vinatieri everybody. <laughs> that you know? was crazy, bro. <laughs> that was crazy. I don't know why that was such a monumental moment. Then if she didn't, uh... no, that was far from her. And then the, the the funny thing about that whole angle is it was just root, and then they had like a wrestling match. <laughs> They went to WrestleMania and like this blood feud. They had like a wrestling match. Didn't like RKO? Didn't he break into Triple H's house or did Triple H? Triple H broke into his house. Walked in with a sledgehammer. I would have called the police on that man. You can't walk into my house with a sledgehammer. You crazy? And then WrestleMania comes around and you got a collar and elbow tie up. Like all right, they main evented it, right? Throw someone off the top of a hell of a cell and let's keep it moving. They main evented after Hunter um, Taker and Sean, right? Because it stunk, I feel That's like. That's right. That might yeah. be right. Yeah, it yeah. took all the air out yeah. of it. Well, if Hunter's wrestling, he's going to main event. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Matson joins us. He says he's got a surprise for us. Hmm. I don't know what it is. We'll find out. Interesting. Stealing with KC brought to you by Sky River Casino. Hopefully, hopefully things look up after this opening segment. Uh, whatever. Things are never looking up. Well, either way, Stealing with KC on ESPN 1320. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. We're back here. Kyle Matson of the Insiders jumping back on with us. Kyle says he has a surprise for us. So just just also Man, on, just, just a quick What's heads up. On. Just tread lightly because he's really fired up about he's still upset about things that happened last weekend. Says we navigate this conversation. Just be careful because the slightest thing could set my guy off. So I just 
want to put that out. You saw there. something that pissed me off. No, we we, we went over that for like <laughs> eleven minutes, so it's it's well, good. I mean, I know that you know we're more than we're almost we're almost a week removed from the the what happened mm-hmm. at at Allegiant yep. Stadium last yep. Sunday. Yep. <clears throat> um, Kenny, I'm I'm sorry. I told you I'd call you on Sunday. Uh, wasn't feeling up to talking. Well, that's fine. I wouldn't um, have picked up. And <laughs> um, and I figured if I'm gonna if we're gonna like talk about this at all, uh, I probably need some help doing so. Um, so I'm gonna phone a friend mm. if that's Who okay to, to help me kind of get through this. And, hey, hey, that, hey, and that's, hey, that's gotta hey, be Peterman. That's look, gotta be Peterman. Look who's back. Well, I'll be there. It's it's like the <laughs> night after WrestleMania 14 when X Pac came back to form the new DX. Yeah, it's just like what's that. Up? What's up, guys? How that's are you? Gotta be Peterman. Chris Peterman is back. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, he's in the house. Oh, I like this. Candlestick Chronicles. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Please do. Great YouTube. podcast. Uh, search Candlestick Chronicles and uh, subscribe to the channel. Anyways. Well, this made me out. Yeah, um, well, I don't know. They're asking questions. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? What are you doing with him? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. So you guys is, don't know what none surprise. of these drops means. No, no. You guys don't know what any of those drops means. That's that's what makes it funnier. Yeah, it's, it's just wrestling. No, and it's stuff, good. You know? That's right. Yep, yep. That's that's that's. So, right. anyways, this is Chris Biederman's music. I, I yeah, like that. Yeah, we missed you, man. What's up, big dog? I miss, I've missed coming on, man. It's been it's been far too long. I always enjoy seeing you guys at Kings games. Obviously, I see and, and talk to Kyle a ton, but um, to to get back on the air with you guys, uh, it's always awesome, man. Yeah, you've hey, been in hell for the like last few months. Into, so it's into good Sacramento. Though. I see this guy at G Unit concerts. <laughs> That's, that's where I see Chris Biederman. That's, yeah. um, that's let's true. just, I, I mean, you know what? Let's just rip the bandit off. Chris, why do you want to trade Domas Sabonis? Oh! oh, <laughs> oh. Well, hey! Oh. Man. Oh. I have never said, I have never said, I want to trade Domas Sabonis. That is okay, not, let, that is you're right. Come on, Kyle. Point. Grow up. Let's, let's, let's do this the right way. <laughs> Chris... Up. Why do you hate Demontis well, Sabonis? Well, that's, <laughs> that's a better question. Okay. <laughs> no, so I I like Demontis Sabonis. He's obviously a great player. The numbers he's putting up historic, right? Um, the question I would have, and man, you guys are really throwing me to the fire. <laughs> I'm really myself with the audience. Chris is like, I'm going back to eleven. I'm going back to eleven forty. <laughs> this is way easier over the there. Fan. <laughs> No, man. So the the question I would have is, are you going to feel good long term about paying Demonis Sabonis 40 million a year? That's the only question I would have. And I don't know the answer necessarily, but I look at the list of dudes making, you know, 35, 40, 45 million dollars a year. The max guys, just about all those dudes are guys that, you know, 10 seconds left in the game. You're down by one. You're trying to get a bucket from that guy. And Demonis Sabonis as good as he is offensively and what he does for your rebounding and, and all of those things just not just hasn't proven to be a bucket getter and maybe he can turn into one. Um, but my question is like, my question would be is paying a max guy who's really like really ex- exceptional on one end of the floor and less exceptional on the other, on other end of the floor. 
is that going to hurt you long term? That's all. That's I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying I want to trade him. I'm not saying sign him, signing him to that contract was a bad idea. I'm just saying if you look at what happened in the playoffs last year, if that's if he's not going to play substantially better in the playoffs this year, like they need him to, then you know, forty million dollars a year for that guy is is a little bit questionable. But thanks, so here's, Kyle. Really here's, appreciate you starting me off. This no, time. so so here's here's you, here's Doc. here's the thing with that. He has to have the opportunity to fail in the playoffs. Like it's like he's not being sure. afforded the opportunity mm-hmm. to fail. And then I'd make a comp. And Jesse, if you could jump in on this, is Jalen a fair comp to this? Because Jalen obviously can get a bucket, mm-hmm. but in a in a in in the final seconds of a Pistons game, or excuse me, in the final uh, seconds of a Celtics game, <laughs> you're going to Tatum. Yeah, you're going to Tatum more times than not. It's no different than in Sacramento. Like De'Aaron's going to have the ball and he's going to control everything. If he sees a world where Domas has a shot right there, he'll make he'll make sure Domas gets it. Mm-hmm. Domas isn't going to take the ball and create the final basket. De'Aaron's going to do that. I don't think that's terribly uncommon. Mm. No, it's it's not. But if if he's op- like he's going to have opportunities from eighteen feet where teams are going to gap him and just play all the Kings shooters and leave him wide open for a jumper. And is is he going to be confident in a big moment to take it and make it? That's my right? like. That's, that's the question I have too. And and again, this is I'm not saying he he's incapable or that he won't do it, but that's just my question after after watching the playoffs last year. I really feel like the playoffs are overblown. Like what? what I, I know the way the way he played in the playoffs. We're was, alone. Was yeah really overblown. I'm not saying it was great, but people talk about that like he averaged four points a game, <laughs> four rebounds. The guy, no. the guy, the guy had a better um, playoffs than Bam Adebayo, and nobody's mm-hmm. no, no, not one person will say anything like that about Bam, who's probably going to make forty million dollars a year as well, as well. Mm-hmm. But nobody will talk about Bam this way. I mean, because I don't talk about but, the Heat, I don't follow the Heat and watch the Heat. Well, I mean, the the people who do won't talk about mm-hmm. Bam this way. And nope, you know who else they won't do it with? They, they, you going, you going to Siakam at the end of a game? Because Siakam's about to get but these are, a bag bag from Indiana. That's probably a mistake. But these are also, no, I, I mean, with that. Bam especially. I don't know so much about Siakam, but you're talking about elite defensive players. I mean. Like at least. I mean, I all right, that's cool. They're, I thought we were going to talk Niners, man. I, don't, look, I didn't want to come on my here. Bad. I did have this bonus conversation. Hey, third and four, I'm Kenny. Trying to bum everyone I'll be completely I honest. I had forgotten about uh, Chris Biederman's hate for DeMontis Sabonis. <laughs> I completely but, forgot uh, until Kyle brought it back. Uh, but I'll ask this. I though. do not hate Domas. Is I, Domas. I don't hate Domas. I don't want that to be a thing. Is Domas an elite offensive player? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, so what are we talking about? Bam Bam is not an elite offensive player. He's an elite no, defensive player. Not. Sabonis is not an elite defense player. He's an elite offensive player. I think if you yeah. had Domas by himself, well, it would be problematic. Yes. But you don't. You have right. De'Aaron. He's part of a duo and that makes it that mm-hmm. makes it special. And the the thing is the thing is is it will have a lot more information when the Kings play in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Right. We don't have we don't have to try to pretend like we know the answer right now yeah. because you know whether whether we're overblowing or whether I'm overblowing how he played in the Warriors series or not, 
there's the sample size is going to grow and we're going to have a better idea of how no like we're we're having fun man but it's okay to your chris biederman yeah. is a broadcast journalist absolutely he's asking questions and let's that's what you did uh in denver chris let's look at because you were mm-hmm. i think the only person on the on the road trip uh these last couple of games um I'll, I'll freely admit I was frustrated after the Phoenix game, uh, and I felt probably a little bit better than I should after the Denver game. But um, what was your takeaway from 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 you know that those those quick one two games that had two completely different reactions uh, in Sacramento, and I'm assuming on the road where you where you were. Yeah, I'll be honest. When you know the first quarter was happening in Denver, um, I, I thought you know this might be this might be ugly. This might be a blowout because you know like being around the team a little bit, it was very clear that they needed the All Star break. Like those dudes are, are worn out. And and one thing I think that's probably a little bit underrated when talking about the Kings and maybe some of their inconsistencies, um, the Kings deal with inconsistencies, but their stars also play every game, right? So it's not it's not a scenario where like you know, they, the De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis are, are getting backs, back-to-backs off or, you know, getting a game off every eight to 10 games, right? No, they're playing every game when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. And so instead of those days where they're sitting on the bench, they might have a bad game on the floor and it stands out in a way that's a little bit different from other teams who are resting their stars, right? So it was very clear that this team um, needed the all-star break. They've played a ton of road games lately. Um, they had the five game trip and then they had the seven game trip and then they go into the break with with a three game trip all against Western Conference playoff teams. And that's not an excuse um, because every every team in the NBA has tough portions of the schedule. But um, my takeaway was the the Denver win was super impressive, given that we've seen this team kind of I don't want to say pack it in, but just like uh, especially on the back end of back to backs, like you think about the Cleveland game at the end of the the previous road trip, right? Like, you know, maybe it's just time to, to like rest up, recharge the batteries. Like let's go into the second half and build some momentum. And instead it was like deer and Fox looking at Denver as kind of a wounded bird missing Jamal Murray and, and KCP and just being like, no, I'm going to go win this game. Like I'm, I'm kind of fed up with, with losing like the way they did in Phoenix and losing in OKC and not being able to close some games that, that they definitely should have closed early on in the year. So it was super impressive. And, you know, frankly, like I thought as impressive as it was for De'Aaron Fox, I think one of the things this year, it's like the scoring in the fourth quarter hasn't been quite the same. So to to get that scoring in a big spot from Fox, I, I think is big. And you could just tell talking to the dudes afterwards in the locker room, like that win really meant a lot to them mm-hmm. because not only is it another win against a contending team in the West, but just it changed it changes the entire vibe going into the all-star break. Because if they lost that game, then it's three straight losses against Western Conference playoff teams. And you're you have a week to stew on it. You know, you're probably thinking more about the ending of the Phoenix game if you have a week to stew on a loss to Denver. Mm-hmm. Right. You have more time to think about the OKC game. Whereas it's a complete it it changes the vibes completely. Be like, all right, we've beat we beat the defending champs the last two times we played them, including on their home floor on the second night of a back to back at elevation, all of that stuff you talk about. So it was super encouraging from that standpoint because, you know, I woke up in Denver Wednesday morning being like, yeah, this this game's probably not going to be all that fun to watch. And it wasn't fun to watch from an aesthetic standpoint, but it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch them respond the way they did. I, yeah. I, I was super impressed by that. And, and that type of uh, like metal, like mental fortitude, 
Um, that's what it's going to take for them to to elevate themselves among the other Western Conference teams. Because right now, like you look at their season as a whole and those inconsistencies, that's kind of been their issue. It's been like, why why isn't it like this every night? And to come back, win a game that's ugly, not a game that's 145 to 140, but like a game where both teams are shooting below 40 percent um, to win an ugly game like that, I think is something they really needed. And now they have the all-star break to feel feel a lot better about themselves than they would have if they went in with a three game losing streak. Uh, Chris, we, we heard all the reports um, after the game of uh, the music blaring in the, in the locker room. And you just talked about how um, they felt really good about getting that win in Denver. You've been with this team uh, an awful lot, you know, in the first half of the season and uh, even throughout these road trips. What's the vibe you get from them as far as their closeness and togetherness and and being in this all together? Is it the same as last year? Is it a little different of a vibe? Or, um, you know, are they still through all of this saying, hey, we're, we're sticking together uh, regardless of what D'Lo and Casey are saying or anybody else, we're, we're sticking together um, and we're, we're going to figure this out together. I think the vibes are, are gen- generally pretty good. Like, I, I think not making a move at the trade deadline, like that was that was really the impetus behind that was like, we like what we got and we don't want to make a change and throw a new personality into the mix just to do it, mm-hmm. right? Because it feels like when you look at some of the guys that were moved, and I know a lot of Kings fans are are looking at, you know, Royce O'Neal types and and sort of fringe players, fringe rotation players, like, oh, they really could have used an upgrade. Like, they like the guys they have, and they expect Kevin Herter to be better in the second half and potentially in the playoffs than he was throughout, you know, the majority of the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they expect more of, you know, what they've gotten from the last month from Harrison Barnes than what they got in the previous two months. They expect De'Aaron Fox mm-hmm. to... Um, be closer to the player he was last year that's going to go get you a game that you probably don't deserve to win, but he's his individual brilliance is just going to stand out in the last two minutes of a game like we got like they got in Denver. So like I, I think the vibes are ultimately good. I think they are a close-knit team. I think they're still banking on Keegan Murray to, to take another step, and and he's been banged up, and, and with Keegan, it's been kind of like adjusting to a new role, adjusting to you know more responsibility within the offense, adjusting to you know, guarding the the other team's best perimeter defender a lot of the year, right? Like, so he's still adjusting to that increased workload on both sides. Um, and I think that might might be, you know, the reason for his inconsistencies a little bit. And Mike Brown mentioned that Keegan's pretty banged up um, after the Denver game too. Uh, and he definitely needs the time off. So um, the vibes overall seem good. But the, what's different overall, like from last year, is last year it was new. So like the vibes mm-hmm. are never going to be as good as they are in the first year when you break you end the playoff drought and there's more of like a business like attitude um knowing that like yeah like these regular season cool but it doesn't it doesn't matter if we don't win in the playoffs where last year there you know we this is all new we have a new coaching staff a lot of new guys we we break through we bust that and we get to the playoffs like the season's ultimately a success but now it's like all right we really contenders and we gotta we gotta win at least one round in the playoffs and we know that you know, what happens on a random Tuesday or Wednesday during the regular season means much less than what it does uh, once once a, once a game start to count in the playoffs. Uh, when you talk about vibes being better, let's kill the vibes, Kyle, and um, <laughs> shift gears. Because obviously, yeah, Chris, we're thrilled to have you back. You cover the Sacramento Kings, uh, only for the Sacramento Bee, so we'll get to talk to you a lot moving forward about the Sacramento Kings. But 
we got to close the door on the NFL season, and I want to be able to do that with you two here. So, Kyle, let's start with uh, your guys' reaction to the firing of Steve Wilkes. Um, I found, I think we found, the reaction to that firing very odd, uh, mm-hmm. but you guys cover this team as closely as as as, as my partner does and as anyone uh, I know, so your 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 reaction when when the 49ers moved on from Steve Wilkes. It felt like this started in week seven with that game against Minnesota when Kyle Shanahan <clears throat> kind of threw the defensive coordinator under the bus for that zero blitz call at the end of the first half. And then there was the effort stuff going into the break. They talked about the defensive effort just wasn't the same and they got blown out by the Bengals at home. And then you had the whole Steve Wilkes moving down to the sideline thing. It just never felt like that relationship quite gelled and i think the niners knew they were taking a little bit of a risk hiring a guy whose whose foundation is in the secondary excuse me but um i i think they were expecting that to kind of mesh because steve wilkes is such a good coach and he is such a good leader and players tend to like him very much that i think they thought there was enough in the good column there that it would overcome any any uh, hiccups there were with trying to marry whatever he wanted to do scheme wise with what the 49ers were doing scheme wise. And it just didn't quite take the way they thought it would. And that was that was why he was he was let go. I think all the stuff that he got scapegoated for the Super Bowl is uh, is is wrong. I don't I don't think that's what what happened at all. Yeah, I would agree. I, th- I think. It, it, it just never fit, right? It's not about Steve Wilkes being a good defensive coordinator coordinator or not. I think it was yeah. mostly about fit. And, you know, one thing that you saw from the 49ers defense, you know, in 2019 and throughout their other years of contention with other coordinators, effort was never an issue. If anything, it was like they're overrunning plays and they're, you know, they're not being sound in their in their gaps and they're, you know, missing tackles in the open field because they're being too aggressive or Talano Hufanga is looking in the backfield trying to make a play on the quarterback and letting somebody run free behind them for a big play, right? Like those were the issues that the Niners defenses had previously. And to see them, you know, to, to, to have them talking about not giving enough effort in the NFC championship game. That's crazy. Uh, to me was a huge red flag. And we had talked about, you know, we had talked about, to Kyle's point, Steve Wilkes' job security all the way back in the middle of the season. Um, so it, it wasn't entirely anything new. I think, you know, I don't know. I'd have to do like a deep dive on this, but like throughout the NFL, it's not often you hire a coach to run a scheme and not really run his own scheme, right? Like they they brought in Steve Wilkes under the guise of you're going to run this scheme that we've been running and you're going to put your own your own spin on it. But this is going to be largely the scheme that we've been running the last few years because this is what we've drafted players to do. This is what they're comfortable doing. And you're going to adjust to us. It's not going to be a scenario where you have carte blanche to implement anything you want. Right. So um, that was a little bit weird for sure, given that Steve Wilkes hadn't run that particular scheme um, before. And so I'm fully expecting Kyle Shanahan to go back to. You know, whether I don't know, I don't think it'll be Pete Carroll, but I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if it was somebody who, you know, used to work on that Seattle, Seattle Seahawks defensive scheme, uh, defensive staff. Right. Whether it's Mark Juan Manuel, who Kyle Shanahan's familiar with um, from their time together in Atlanta and Manuel worked on the, the Seahawks staff in 2012, 2013, I believe. And, and he's currently with Robert Sala, the 49ers, former D.C., who's now the head coach of the Jets. 
Um, so to me, somebody like that makes sense because for, for Shanahan, he's always wanted to run that scheme with the exception of when he kicked the tires on Vic Fangio being, uh, being DC a couple of years ago when he was available. And that makes you wonder like, okay, would he be open to somebody like Brandon Staley, who's a Vic Fangio mm -hmm. disciple who had, you know, the best defense in the league in 2020 when he was with the Rams. That's certainly a question that I'm sure the 49ers are asking themselves, um, I think given Kyle Shanahan's track record, he's more inclined to hire like an up and coming position coach who will be a coordinator for the first time or somebody who who's not like a head coach, a former head coach and now coming back to be a DC like Bill Belichick. You could definitely make the case for it, but it would surprise me. Same as Pete Carroll, like Pete Carroll would make sense. You could absolutely sell it, but it would surprise me. But that's why I think somebody like Mark on manual or somebody like you know, Kyle's written on NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group a few times. Um, <laughs> uh, some candidates, and uh, and I think it makes sense. But overall, like for that, for the idea that it's like a the Niners are are firing Steve Wilkes because they lost the Super Bowl to me, I think that's that's missing the forest for the trees. There were issues going back to midway through the regular season. Everything that you guys just said is is completely spot on. Uh, there was one point I wanted to to make. The, you know, just aware of something. But before I do that, isn't Vic himself available? Didn't the Dolphins release? Nah, him? he's with the he's with the Eagles. Ah, oh, he went to the Eagles. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Um. So before at the beginning of the show, I got turned all the way up uh, because I saw a clip from the Super Bowl of Trent Williams. Basically, you know, he's mic'd up, fourth and one play. And he's like, hey, watch watch the QB keep. Watch the QB keep or whatever. I've said it a number of different times. I'm not the only one. We all knew Mahomes was not putting his season in the hands of Pacheco on fourth and one. Like, it wasn't happening. They don't do a tush push. Out of the shotgun, out no of, chance. Out of the shotgun. They don't do the tush push. They don't do QB sneaks with him. He was in the shotgun. There was only one outcome that was going to be in that play, and that's Mahomes keeping the ball. And everybody knew it. Trent Williams says alert the QB keep, all this other stuff. And maybe, I, maybe I'm not I'm, – I'm making something out of nothing. Maybe I'm making completely something out of nothing. You know where I saw that clip at? You know who posted that clip? Hmm. Fred Warner's podcast page. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, Fred Warner was also the one – that I always point to when they were talking about the booth and the field. Mm -hmm. Fred was the one, yeah, you could feel it like immediately when he moved to the field. It was just different. The energy was different. You communicate mm -hmm. different. Like it was so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd put stock in that. The, the Warner House podcast is what it is. And it, it's not like, see, this guy didn't know what he's doing. It was just, it's like if inside the NFL put it yeah. out there, like, yeah. hey, look at Trent Williams. Even he, you know, alerted QB Keep, mm -hmm. like, watch more on inside. It wasn't, it's not nothing like outwardly nefarious, but if if I'm Fred Warner and Steve Wilkes is my guy, I'm, I'm, that's not on my podcast mm -hmm. page. It's just it's just <laughs> yeah. putting all right. of the pieces together. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. And there he, was also Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa saying something to the effect of, "You know, they they ran plays we weren't really prepared for." And in the in the in the chat, Sorati says, "So that's on Wilkes." I've already said a number of different times. Like, Nick Bosa should know that as a player. Like, if I know that, like, use your senses or whatever the case may be. But you also have a coach. And if I'm the coach, I'm not only am I saying that if I'm Nick Bosa, I'm saying that if I'm the coach. Hey, guys, Mahomes ain't passing. He's not handing off. Or excuse me, he's not handing it off. Play him. Play him. Play him. Uh, yes, yes, that's on Wilkes as well. 
So yeah, you, you can you. I'm not even saying Fred Warner doesn't like Wilkes or anything else. Like you can have somebody be your coach, like him as a man, and like him, but mm-hmm. not agree with how he you know went about calling yeah. plays. And that was just that just kind of stood out to me that that's where I saw that clip from. Yeah, player players have to make plays in that spot, and we talked about it on our on our post game podcast. Like, if you're Nick Bosa in that spot, I understand that you're going, yeah, I'm going to crash down, I'm going to try and stop this guy from getting a yard, but also like that awareness, like you said, Casey, knowing that hey, they're not Patrick Mahomes is not putting his his career not career, but his, his like legacy, legacy yeah, in the hands yeah, of Isaiah yeah. Pacheco here. Yeah, like that's not. So I I, I think there's it, it's definitely not. Oh yeah, that's a that's Steve Wilkes' fault or that's Nick Bosa's fault. It's like yeah, it's kind of it's it's a little bit on on both of them for sure. Uh, Chris, we are thrilled uh, that you are back with us, man. We've got big big plans for Chris Biederman here at ESPN thirteen twenty. We missed you this season, uh, but we're glad that you're back home. And I'm sorry your 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 best friend, your man, the man you like you served in this man's wedding. And he brings you onto the show and just rolls the semi over you over you uh, ten you seconds on. into the show. Well, that's a hell of a heel turn by Kyle Matson uh, on Chris Peterman right through the barber shop window uh, to keep the wrestling references going. But um, we're I'll, thrilled uh, that you're back. We're thrilled yeah, that you're I'll, back. I'll run the bus over myself. I'll, I'll, I'm like KD joining the super team. <laughs> I'm with it. Hey, that's that's hey, that's all right. That's all right. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. We're gonna come back. Uh, Mark Jones is going to be with us. Uh, the three best when it comes to covering the San Francisco 49ers uh, are on this screen right now. So any 49ers coverage you need, uh, you've got right here on ESPN 1320. We'll come back. The Louis Vuitton Don Mark Jones joins us. with Dilo and Casey return here on Sacramento <laughs> Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I have Chris Peterman back here with us. Great to have the guys from the Candlestick Chronicles on at the same time. Um, already looking forward to next football season. I'm not. Oh well. So we are. At, when do you think you will be? I don't know. Next don't NFC know. Championship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that is that is a a real. Uh, I don't know if concern is the word, but I mean the Niners. Let's just say they start ten and one. But I'm supposed to be excited about that. Yeah, it's be, tough. I saw something. Excited, um, be hyped up. It might have been on PTI because it was on one of the shows that had the. Obviously, we're doing a show. I can't hear what they're saying, so it was on one of the shows that has the, the sidebar, mm-hmm. and I and I and I think it said um, something along the lines of it could have been TNT. Are we, are we ignoring the Celtics, or something like that? And I kept, and I looked up at that and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then all I thought was, well, yeah, probably because the Celtics are one of those teams where. It's finals or no conversation. That's it. Like that's all it is, and that's unfortunately for for fans. That's where the 49ers are, and and they're they're really they're, like they they at least next year yeah. maybe. You know what I'm saying? When you get in it, you know you you may feel different. You get in the middle of the season, and you know the big game or somebody talking or whatever. You know you have fun with it, but the the winning the Super Bowl is is the last step. They've done it all. They've done it all, and they they have to bring it, bring it all the way home. And the bad thing about that is you can't get hyped about that until it actually happens. Yeah. Until like the clock hits zero and you're winning a Super Bowl. Like even if I thought about it, even if they got to the Super Bowl, like they won the NFC Championship next year, 
there's still going to be a level of angst or like subdued. Yeah, for sure. Hype because it's mm-hmm. like, all right, here you got we go one again. game to win. You, you still got all that do comes this, down so. to. You got one game to win. Yeah. Uh, let's bring in the Louis Vuitton Don. There Our man is. Mark Jones will undoubtedly be broker when this conversation is over. <laughs> the, the man who encourages spending. Where are your blessings? Mark Jones. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, man. The ancient Egyptians taught us you can't take it with you. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I'll talk about. Well, see, there yeah, it goes. We're all on the clock, guys. Not to be fatalistic, but we're all on the clock. We're all so. on the clock. Got to get it while I can. Yeah. Add to yeah. cart. Add to yeah. cart. <laughs> Worst thing they ever created. <laughs> See, worst thing they ever created was that little fingerprint payment. You could just touch the computer and boom, boom that package right will there. be to you in two days. Like, damn. Uh, I can buy this car right now. Right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> hey, man. Worry about the star note later. You know? Mark, what's good, man? We miss you on the call. You're not as round as much. Do you have any uh, uh, any duties in, 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 in Indianapolis this weekend? You know what? I'm, I, I wasn't able to make it this year. Uh, Indianapolis. Um, Taking a little decompression time with the family. Good for you. Um, so I'm just catching up on things and um, spending a little time with uh, my wife and especially my daughter, who's, um, you know, um, after two ACLs and back on the court, um, her time is kind of on the clock, too. So uh, I don't want to miss any more, man. I've, I've missed a lot of big big playoff games and big nights. And at some point in your life, you, uh, you have to make a decision to be there. So I've made a decision to be there a little bit. And it's, it's been wonderful. Absolutely. It's been wonderful. Absolutely. Love it. The whole work-life balance, man, trying to unlock the whole world work-life balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to do yeah. it, man. And how, how's the back, yeah. how's the yeah. bounce back season going, man? And, you know, San Jose state and everything they got going on. How, how's that going? Going, going well, going well. Been a few speed bumps along the way, but, um, you know, um, uh, the knee is the knee is a lot better, and um, you know there are a few uh, few girls on the team got an illness, and it kind of made its way through the locker room, and uh, like it does in all sports teams, and um, had a little uh, asthma situation. But now nah, she's um, doing well, man. Doing well, doing well, man. Hey, when you wake up, man, you just got to give thanks sometimes, you know. Yes, indeed. Got to give thanks. So, but it's uh, it's fun. I look forward to. You know, down this uh, last third of the NBA regular season, uh, being on the mic and calling a lot more uh, Kings games because uh, this is this is money time for for uh, for Sacramento and for the rest of the teams in the Western Conference, and and it's uh, interesting to see the wild swings that the Kings have had this year. You know, losing at home to Detroit and then going on the road second night of a back-to-back and beating the Denver Nuggets is pretty amazing. So, how do you how do you expect? How do you explain that stuff, Mark? They've beat Denver three times, but lost to, as you said, Detroit. They lost to Charlotte. They lost to like this weird version of the Blazers too. Yeah, it's 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 strange. I do think that you know my my barometer is always going to be for this team and how you determine their ceiling is looking at their uh, defensive rating. You know, um, last year finished twenty fifth, twenty fourth. Uh, currently sitting at twentieth, but. We're as high as I think 14 at one point, uh, but have been hovering mostly around uh, 16, 17, which I think puts them in the ballpark for a pretty decent playoff run. You know, and they showed last year in the playoffs that they were able to, you know, defensively turn it on when they had to most of the time, and um, it was pretty promising. So I think this year's team is 
is better defensively and, you know, is deeper and has a little bit more versatility. And then at the offensive end, man, I mean, I've been, I've been amazed at the way that Mike Brown and Jay Triano have um, evolved the offense. You know, like the, the numbers aren't as sexy as they were last year in terms of points per game and offensive rating, but it's built more for playoff success. Um, when you look at what they've kind of added and been able to impact during the course of the regular season so far, um, it's, um, it's been pretty good. You know, like I, I look at some of the stuff they, they put in for Harrison Barnes that got Harrison Barnes off recently. And, um, you know, the way that they've um, – the league caught up to them a little bit in the first two-thirds of the season. And I've been able to see some nice nuanced adjustments by – our guys offensively to make sure that the train keeps coming down the tracks. Yeah. And I see that as well. You know, you, you talk about some of the numbers um, compared to last year and, and where there are rankings and things of this nature. And Mark, the funny thing is, it's, it's really not that far off from last year. It's almost the same, like across the board, offense, you know, defense, some of the numbers that the guys are putting up are almost about the same. The record is even almost about the same at this point last year. The vibes feel different. And I remember last year I said, hey, enjoy the way you feel this year because the weight of expectations are going to change. You guys could do the same thing next year, but the expectations are going to make it feel different. Do you kind of feel like that's why the angst is what it is? Like it's just the expectations because it's almost almost the same team. Yeah, and it's a great place to be, right? I mean – Last year's success is different from, you know, potentially this year's success. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nice that the bar has been raised to the point where, you know, the record is pretty much the same on, on par, on course for about 48, 47 wins, anywhere between 47 and 49 right now, right exactly where we were last season. But it just uh, it, it looks different. And, yeah, you have to enjoy it, man, because <laughs> when you look at – Nine and ten right now. Mm. That's the Lakers and the Warriors in a play-in tournament position. Um, it just tells you about how murderous and how tough it is in the conference to to win. You know, like winning is hard. I, you know, the sky was falling after that loss at home to Detroit. But you know, on that very same night, I was calling the Clippers game at home against um, New Orleans, mm. and like Sacramento, the Clippers had come home from a seven-game, two-week road trip, their Grammy road trip. And they got dragged at home that night by the Pelicans. Mind you, that's not Detroit. Uh, No disrespect to the Pistons, but it happens. And the Clippers have been arguably the best team in the NBA over the last two months, and they got hammered at home. So, you know, losing is losing, and it, it, it happens to the best of teams. And you know, now the Sacramento Kings come back a few nights later and, and win in Denver. And, um, you know, you, you've got to look at the big picture, I think sometimes we get a little bit myopic and, and focus in on the negative. But, man, moving forward, arrested De'Aaron Fox and the version of Sabonis that we're getting right now, uh, this is a team that make, can make a deep playoff run. I really believe that. We say this all the time. The Grizzlies beat the Bucks last night. Yeah. That there stuff, you go. There you go. That stuff happens. Like, it's frustrating. But it, it, it happens. Um you know what else is frustrating, Mark, is like, how is Domas not an all-star? Yeah, it's wild, man. I uh, I mean, it's a great field of 
all-star players this year in the Western Conference, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know. And then it becomes, who do you take off? Like I would definitely say that Domas had to be on that team, but who do you take off? And Anthony then I write the answer. Yeah, yeah. Let's take Anthony it's Davis off. Yeah, Cat, that's the one. You take Carl Anthony Towns off. Yeah. See, I would go Davis before Cat because winning has to count for something, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota has been in first place for most of the season in the Western Conference, so I think they deserve that kind of grace, and Cat can ride that a little bit, but uh, Davis would probably be the one, you know. But I'll say this, um, you know, I I spoke with an agent uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was in the midst of making calls to different teams so that his player would not be selected to go to the All-Star game. And this is a player who's all NBA. <laughs> so some guys don't want to go. Some yeah. guys would rather have the rest. And that's the quiet yeah. part out loud, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. this is God bless Domas and De'Aaron right now. They've got their toes in the sand maybe somewhere, or they're relaxing and, and decompressing and, you know, getting good treatment. And because uh, the, these guys go to All-Star weekend and, you know, there's there's usually a Thursday night party if you're not playing on Thursday night, and there's a Thursday night event, there's a Friday night event, there's Saturday morning uh, media, there's Saturday morning Habitat for Humanity, Saturday afternoon appearances for the league, corporate appearances, private appearances, and by the t- time the game winds, then you up, get that Jordan party invite, and it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, you hey, can't hey, miss that. Hey, if you get a if you get a, if you get an invite to the Jordan party, that's the one. Yeah, that's, that's the one. The one. Yeah. It, it, one year in Los Angeles, guys, I got an invite to the Jordan party, and my wife and I took a cab to this quote unquote secret location, which was <laughs> up at some high school in Beverly Hills, and you had to show your pass to get into the parking lot, mm. and they had shuttle buses running people from that secret location to another uh, house up in the hills, and that's where the party was held. It was like Man. super, like, duper DEFCON 5 Red Sea, uh, top secret stuff. It was, and the, I mean, the set was wild, man. It was, mm-hmm. it was dope. They had, they had all kinds of great music, and, uh, you know, that's like date night for Wifey and I, All-Star Weekend. It was, it was really cool, and uh, I remember uh, standing in the kitchen uh, with my wife and saying, oh, man, uh, Sarah, there's, AD's over there. She's like, oh, man, forget him. I'm, I'm going to go talk to Usher. <laughs> and that's when I really got worried. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. Right, right, right. No, we, we're doing this together. Yeah. All right, we're going to- no, we'll go see Usher, baby. That's what we'll do. We'll go say hi to Usher. We, you and I together. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, we, we always appreciate your time. I got to ask you before you go, you know, a bigger picture uh, NBA question because this guy's connected, and the way when the way I look at it is it's the pecking order is probably D Wade, Rick Ross, and Mark Jones for Don of Miami. Like oh, that's, that's really no. what it is. It's no. that's the order. No. Mark Jones depends on the day. He might get up to number two, mm. I, but that's the, the that's a three right there. One thing that's yeah, always. One thing that's always um... – He just recently passed Luke at number four. <laughs> hey, Luke, Luke was my old neighbor in Miami Lake, man. That's my guy. That's, that's, uh, well, that's probably a story for off the air. You can, you can share us the details oh, yeah. of that later. I got some I got some, there's some rainy black and white floating out there somewhere, man, I'm worried about. <laughs>
305, stand up, baby. But um, but one thing that's always kind of baffled me because I pay attention to this stuff is how it's been like 35 or 34 years since Miami's gotten an all-star weekend. I know there's some kind of convention that happens always that, that weekend. Yeah. Is it like is it just forever going to be there? Are they ever going to – because I'm just surprised NBA and, has not going back to Miami for All-Star Weekend. Yeah, it's been a while. What happens is the last one they had was in the 80s mm-hmm. uh, when Harold Minor was mm. um, in his early years with the Miami Heat. That's how long ago it's been. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It was early, early 90s. The, like, I want to say like Kenny, 92, 93. Kenny Skywalker yeah. won that dunk contest. I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Right there at the old Miami Arena yeah. uh, on the border of Overtown. And um yeah, man, I'd love it to come to, to Dade County. It's, it's, you know, this city is built for parties, right, and good times. And um, what happens is they have an event called the Boat Show that weekend every year. And I want to say that that's pretty much the reason why it's tough to, to, to work around that. And as many hotel rooms and convention centers as we have in, uh, in Miami, um, it becomes a little bit of an issue. And, um I'm pretty sure that's why it hasn't made its way here in a while. And, you know, the NBA likes to award it um, cities that have uh, new arenas, too. Uh, that's a little bit of a trend, right? Cause, Almost you know, any city cities. that has a new arena. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You caught that. I'm glad that, I'm glad that one landed on you. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> it's going to Chase. It's going to be their first time in the building in San Francisco, and then it's going to – the Intuit Center in uh, in Inglewood in L.A. So uh, I don't. It has not come to Miami since they've had. Um, you know, it's not American Airlines Arena anymore. But um, you know, it's it hasn't come here. And and I'm pretty sure it's all about the boat show because uh, as as crazy as Miami and Dade County is on a on a Monday, <laughs> it's it's even more turned during the Oof. boat show. Um, yeah, mention that. And this is the the tourist season too. So you're talking about all-star weekend, boat show, tourist season, uh, March break, uh, spring break for a lot of oh, college man. students. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, Maybe it shouldn't why. go to <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could be problematic. <laughs> I hope it does at some point. I hope it does at some point. My, my favorite all-star city is New Orleans, to be honest with you. I, mm. I love the big, you know, because you know, the arena's right there. The Smoothie King Center's right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Central Business District is right there, Canal Street, the yeah. French Quarter, and the Convention Center. It's all in walking distance, too. Yeah. You know, and the climate is always going to be pretty good in New Orleans, too. So, you know, because the cold weather stuff is tough, man. I go from ashy to, cl- you know, classy to ashy. It's, that's a tough one, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing much. A lot of bombers <laughs> No, no. Go ahead. <laughs> they they letting it snow like boys to men out there. Y'all go ahead and do your thing. We just fine right here. We, we just fine right here. Uh, Mark, we yeah. can't. We're 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 excited to hear you more on the call. The final stretch of the season, man. Always, always yeah. a great pleasure to talk with you. Real quick, Mark, you you gonna yeah. be there uh, next Thursday? Next Thursday, I, H- I have the Heat game next. Time. Oh, oh, you yeah. miss an you know HBCU yeah. night? Yes, yeah, HBCU night next Thursday, man. Yeah, it's I know. Going I down. saw that. That one hurt. Mark, yeah. that one hurt. Hey, Mark. We got you. We'll cover whatever you need us to cover that night for you. We're, that's the earliest we're going to be to a game all year. We're going to spend the whole afternoon at the Golden One Center. I love it, man. The Sacramento Kings do do the damn thing right. I love it. I love it. I uh, 
that that one hurts. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, got a got a commitment that night, but um, I'll be looking for the video, guys. If you'd be kind enough to send me some, just go. Oh, okay. <laughs> easy. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just going to tell all the fraternities. Yeah. You know, I know Mark Jones, right? Oh, that, he that's that's going to be our way. Mark in. Jones comes on our radio show. Y'all, know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, come on, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, <laughs> Mark, we appreciate you, man. Thank you as always, brother. You got it. Stay blessed, fellas. Yes, yes sir. sir. Take care, big dog. All right. Add to cart. Is our man Mark yeah, Jones I mean, right well, there? Hey. What's well, payday? A, a, a couple of things. Well, to rationalize. Well, it's, 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 it's a talent fee payday, too. So, <laughs> Lord. Shout out Safeway. Um, <laughs> I swear to God. See this, you in this, this show is one big inside <laughs> joke. You know what's funny? We were all excited. Chris Biederman. It's probably like. Three quarters of the people watching or listening or have no idea why we were so excited that Chris yeah, like, is back. What are these guys? Chris like, Bitterman's all cool. What's like, the big deal? Like, like I don't, I don't get it. Um, two two things I took note of as we were talking to Mark. Um, San Jose State is an under under like appreciated legendary school. Oh, for sure. When you think like. Yeah. Like I know this is more like for us, but it is for the NBA world. Like Mark Spears, like that's his spot. But like Dr. Edwards, Dr. Edwards Tommy man. Smith, yeah. John Carlos, like yeah. man, San Jose State is a. You, you talk about like the 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 hub of the Black Panthers and the mm-hmm. Civil Rights Movement of the sixties. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man, San Jose State is the yeah. one. And this this and real quick about them, this isn't historic. It's just something that I remember. I remember for about three or four years, the head coach that was there, uh, it was a brother. Um, He'd bring uh, HBCU team to play football to start the season every year. Mm. So they had, man, they, he brought that whole culture, man. Like it was like HBCU United, San Jose State, man. Mm-hmm. The, the bands would be there, brought the whole culture out to the West Coast because we don't get that vibe of a of an HBCU yeah. um, environment. And I remember he did that for like three, four years straight at San Jose State, man. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a special university. One other thing. Uh, this is NBA related. Mm-hmm. I'll take the heat for this because I know how people feel about this. So I'll, I'll take the heat for this. You guys, I wanted to bring this up with Mark, but we, we, you know, Mark is obviously incredibly busy. We try to be careful with with the, with our time with him. Y'all were talking about Carl Anthony Towns, and it took it took me a while to to tap in with the Timberwolves a little bit. Really, the first time they played, they they played the Kings mm-hmm. is when I really started to like. I need to see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I like Carl Anthony Towns a lot. I know we get our jokes off and be funny, like whatever. Like I like Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Rudy Gobert has been extremely important to what they're doing. He's done a really good job. Like he's gonna be a defensive player of the year. Like man, I he might if you ha, if, if 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 winning matters and he had to be your second all and you had to have a second all star on Minnesota, man. I, and maybe they did. I would have looked pretty tough at Rudy Gobert. Uh, and, and it's not. I'm not. I'm not trying to disparage no, Cat. No, I, I, I get you. I, I just I, think I really high. Okay. Yeah. I just I, think really highly of what Rudy has done this year for them. Yeah. And every time, because I posed the question, I don't. I don't know if we discussed it on the air. I know I. I posed it privately. He's like, I don't really know what Minnesota does well. Mm-hmm. And then I saw how they frustrated Sacramento with their length, and the, and and so I started. Mm-hmm watching them a little bit differently. Now, granted, I was watching for stuff mm-hmm. after the Sacramento game rather than watching them with a blank slate. And, man, Rudy has been really, really good. Yeah. They really figured good. that out, man. I they did. 
I didn't Absolutely. think they would with with Cat and uh, Rudy there, but they figured it out. Um, it's Kat. always going to be measured against what he was traded for, mm-hmm. but it, it, I could be wrong. I don't think they do it over. Like I, I mean, I don't think they like not do it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think if they could do the, it over, they especially wouldn't. with where they're at now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they figured it out. They, they, they made it through, and they're one of the more formidable teams in the NBA this year. Yeah. And uh he's done he's done a hell of a job. Like I said, he's he's gonna be the defensive player of the year. He's gonna win is that his second, third, fourth? I don't think it'll be his fourth, won't fourth. it? Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Draymond will hate yeah, it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I ain't you know, say I ain't say nothing. I was going to <laughs> I was going to, but I ain't say nothing. Yeah. They they did they didn't figure that out. You know one phrase that's that team is good. That I that I don't like I had to school my son on this last night. Dogfight, two birds with one stone. Nah, those don't bother me. Oh, okay. Putting the rat right on the table. Well, nah, that don't bother me either. The we didn't deserve to win, or they didn't deserve to win. Phrase. I hate that phrase. You'll never hear me utter that ever. So, okay. like, where, where where did this come up with? with he your had son? a game last night, and he felt like they were his team was better. Um. Than the team they played. Okay. They end up winning by like five. Okay. And he's like, be honest with you, we didn't deserve to win. We didn't play well. Because they mm. didn't they didn't play well, missed a bunch of shots, layups, all this other stuff. He's like, We didn't deserve to win. I said, So that let's just get that out of your vernacular right now. Like at least I you ain't never gonna hear me say that. Mm. We win, we win. Mm-hmm. We deserve to win. Mm-hmm. We worked hard. Does it mean we played our best game? Does it mean you know everything went the way we wanted to? No, absolutely not. But we deserve to win. And part of the reason why you deserve to win is the work that you put in when nobody's looking. Winning and losing isn't just in the game. It's what you do to prepare yourself for those moments. And sometimes when your game isn't uh, at its best, what you do outside of that and preparing yourself can get you through on a rough day. I only came up because uh, Chris Biederman said something. I think he's something. Oh, the Kings against Denver, or somebody like, yeah, they probably didn't deserve to win. And it's not Chris Biederman's fault. Everybody says this. That's I a just common. Yeah, I just hate when people say that. You'll never hear me say that. If we won, we won. Whether it's my team, whether it's whoever. If you won, you won. You deserve to win. Period. Let's come back, man. Joe Davidson's going to join us here coming up in about 30 minutes. We still got James Hamm in the final hour of the show. And I want to ask you, what's been the biggest story this first part of the Kings season? Mm. Also, we saw history last night. Mm. If you didn't tune into the game right away, you missed it. (laughs) Or Uh, if you didn't have a premium subscription. Well... I think a regular one would have got it got it done. You got like a premium peacock. We'll come back. Steelo and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. There's one thing you don't want to do, well, Zabo. Well, it's piss me off, yeah. and that is the quickest way to piss me off. Well, your thoughts, Doc Rivers? No, what? No, what was the point in that? I, it's it's know, timely. To be honest with you, this whole this whole thing about Ronald Reagan and Kenny, I, I wouldn't yeah. wish this on anybody. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Okay, real quick. We'll talk m- more about this later, but or maybe we won't. I don't care. That clip that's on Twitter of the Memphis Grizzlies and Trista quoted it. Your boy Bricks Muse put put the quote. 
Don't do that. Where, <laughs> I saw it here, though. How did, how did it sound? So, <laughs> so the sideline reporter asked, um, uh, what's my man's name, Gigi? Gigi, yeah, yeah. He asked him, hey, uh, how did you, uh, you know, what is it something like, how did, how did you guys, you know, Memphis beat the Bucks last night? You know, I'm paraphrasing, you know, how'd you, how'd you guys get the dub? Mm-hmm. And Gigi says, hey, you know, all credit to Doc Rivers and our opponents, you know, the Memf- the the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And then the clip cuts off as if the question was. <laughs> did them dirty. As if the question was, hey, how did you guys beat the uh, Milwaukee Bucks? And the answer is, oh, Doc Rivers and, and the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> You could that tell, is yeah. Foul. You could tell, like he was. Why did say they do that? that? Well, because they was trying to make the Bucks and Doc look stupid. Well, who would do that? That's your the... boy. No, who? Bricks made... Muse did it. Oh, Bricks Muse was. Yeah, your boy or... did it. Yeah, Tim... I saw it because TK retweeted it, and hey, it's like, or she quote tweeted. Oh, don't do that. Hey, nobody's perfect. That's not fair. Nobody's perfect. Brick Muse, you're not canceled yet, bro. Talk Rivers. Well, I ain't canceling him. That's just foul. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I don't know that Bricks Muse made the clip. Uh-huh. Bricks Muse had the clip. 95.7 cut it like Dr. David said. <laughs> well, that's probably true. That's a good call, Dr. David. That's a good call. That's a good call right there. Um, Yeah, Doc, Doc, three and seven. Mm. <laughs> Eastern Conference All-Star head coach. I blame that team more than I do Doc. At some point, you have to blame the team, don't it is you? the team. There's two coaches, and it's been problems with both. You're, the team is a constant. Man. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Caitlin Clark needed eight points to break the all-time NCAA scoring record, and she did that in about two minutes. She, in fact, scored the first eight points of the game and shot a deep three mm. to break the record uh, in route to 49 points. Mm-hmm. She's a problem. She's she's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. She's. I I think. Uh, I think you use this term. I feel like Stephen A. might use it. You definitely use it. She's box office. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she's a sure. she's she's going to be a big big deal yeah. for the WNBA next year. Yeah. And the there's a there's a a flip side that comes with that. Oh, they're gonna gun for her ass next year. Oh yeah. All, like the Asias, and, mm-hmm. and 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 now now that Sabrina's a little seasoned, mm-hmm. oh, oh, Kelsey, oh, you the next big thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. They're gonna be taking turns when she plays Las Vegas. No, they, it's my turn. I got her. They they getting yeah. after it, and it and that she gonna be ready for it. Yeah, she's going to. She's gonna be ready. Yeah, for Yeah, she's it. absolutely yeah. going to. I I uh, I can't wait to see her in the in the WNBA and how all that plays out and you know we we've talked about it a number of times I'm just I'm just really looking forward to all this talent um that's that's coming into this league and and just in women's basketball period you know there there's some there's some ballers on the horizon some ballers and she's one of the, she's one of the leaders of the new school so to speak yeah yeah she she's, is. She's amazing. There's she another one. Amazing. There's another one not far behind her. I heard. Did I tell you the Caitlin rumor? I heard. Mm-mm. Jump man. Mm, I did not hear that. I heard. I heard a. Uh, I heard a, a good look. I heard a jump man rumor with a signature. Ooh. Like out the gate, a signature. That'd be a good look. 
That'd be a real good look. I, I, I just I just can't wait to see her on that level. Uh see see what she does. Our brother Marcus D. Smith, uh the D left out at whoops pause. The D left out of oh, the, hey, the, hey, the YouTube no, we handle. We're not we're not. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. Is she the best women's college player of all time? It's hard I must to say no. It's hard to say. It really is hard to say because the game has evolved, in my opinion, so drastically in the last 20 years. It has. It has. Brianna Stewart played a couple years ago. Mm. Like, let's not forget, Brianna Stewart went like four years. Is Caitlin Clark unique, though? Is she a first of her kind? She's, as far as the way she plays now and stuff, because like she's like pull, she, she's pull, she's like Steph. She, I was about to say she's the first but, women's player of the that grew up watching Steph Curry. What about Kelsey? Yo, Kelsey was a shooter. It's not like no. this. She was a shooter. She could shoot, but she wasn't. She wasn't like Caitlin, like she like, broke Kelsey's record. Like that. Yeah, let's not play Kelsey like Kelsey was. A, Kelsey was an unbelievable scorer, and she could shoot. She was unbelievable, but. She wasn't doing what Caitlin did to break the record last night. That wasn't happening. Like the both leagues hadn't like this is this is the Steph Curry influenced generation. Hmm. I, 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 I don't I don't disagree. I mean that that was a Steph Curry esque shot uh, that she took last night. That was that Oklahoma break. City shot that Steph yeah. took that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. She, I'm, I'm not gonna say she's the best right now. She's, she's a problem. I don't, I don't know where to classify her just yet. It's uh, not like, like a lot of people. It wasn't Sabrina. It, like, it was, it was. I think it's Brianna. It's Brianna Stewart, the greatest ever. She better than Diana. And Maya. Maya, God, Maya was an assassin, dude. And ah oh, man, I mean. Candace, Candace got to be on that list, too. Yeah, Candace is lower on the list. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You praise Candace Parker. Candace is lower on the list. Is Caitlyn better than Candace? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hater. I'm a hater. Probably. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost like the cross. It almost feels like we're crossing generations yeah, we're when we talk. Candace Parker was like, oh, eight. And it it feels like we're crossing generations having this conversation, yeah. which is insane because we're not. But it feels like we are. She, Caitlin, really is the to me the first of a of a new generation. She's the like, she very well might be. She's yeah. the leader of the new school, she, and we'll see what happens. She's Shawn Michaels. Yeah, she's Shawn Michaels. Maybe Brianna Stewart is. I don't know what you, I was going to say. Hart? The under n- n- no, no, that's the same generation. Um, I don't know, but I don't like Stewie was crazy, like crazy, crazy mm-hmm. and fine. Trojan CB. If you want to bring up Cheryl Miller, fine. I wasn't outside for it. You give me the cliff notes. It's, it's, I don't know. Is she will? Is she the will? She of, might be is she the will of women's college. Sure, she basketball? might be. Cheryl, she might be. Cheryl was so far ahead of her time mm-hmm. that it's hard to say what she would have been when the rest of the women's competition kind of caught up athletically Mm -hmm. in an athletic way, I should say. But that's true. Sure. 
<laughs> it translates. Like how I feel about Wilt, if we say she's Wilt, like I feel like Wilt translates to today. Like he would have done a lot of the same things. Be Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, be Jokic. A better athlete. Mm-hmm. He would have done a lot of the same things today that he did back then. <laughs> Let's just say one th- one thing real quick, because I don't think we'll ever get back to it. <laughs> I hate watching Nikola Jokic. Nah. Oh, my God. Just watching him the other night is just like torture. <laughs> and then he like he's fumbling the ball around. His face turns this weird level of red. It looks like he can't breathe. And then he makes the most ridiculous pass you've seen since, like, 1982. The, uh, it's like, all I right, think dude, we might whatever. be thinking about the same pass where he, like, Spin, spun around, back and down. Then there was somebody in the corner, and he went over the head and looked like he was about to go to the guy in the corner. But at the last minute, Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon cut to the basket, mm-hmm. and he went, boom, like right to you. I said, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, you know, it's one of those things where the camera doesn't move, but yeah. my eyes moved mm-hmm. to the corner, and the ball went. I said, oh, my the whole, God. The whole scenario <laughs> goes like this, for those that don't remember it. Trash, <laughs> trash, trash, trash. Oh, my God. All right. It's so frustrating to watch him because it's almost like like he, he it's almost like he's magical on accident. It's infuriating. It's so infuriating. Yeah, oh, but he's so fun to watch. The hell out of here! No, he is not. Fun to watch by any means. I I didn't watch a lot of the NBA Finals. I'll put it to you that way. Um, I do I do love me some Maya Moore. I do love me some Maya Moore. Maya Moore felt like a transition from one generation to another. Mm-hmm. Um. But man, Stewie's Stewie's resume is pretty pretty insane. Yeah, pretty insane. Yeah, I, I mean, I still think it might be Diana though. Diana, I still think my my favorite favorite of all time, second favorite. But nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Ramsey, what's good, man? What you what you think about all this? Caitlin is a bucket. Caitlin is a straight bucket, and not only did she, she get the record. She went off for forty nine last yeah, that's night, which, crazy. Is a, which was a rear eye, mm. and it went, and it, and it looked, and it honestly looked effortless. I mean, she was, then she was set sixteen to thirty one, and she was eight to sixteen from three. Mm. Yeah, and, those and are set numbers. Just, yeah, those are yeah, it just numbers. Looked, and where she and where she shoots from is her normal range. That's what she does. That's exactly what she, she does. She 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 is she is special. She is box office. She is the leader of the new school. Uh, the, but there's that girl down in Southern California. Well, that's why I said like the, yeah. the we're 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 ushering the next one in. We're in exactly. And they're starting. I mean, this we're talking about. This game is changing. That women's game is changing, and it is changing quick. Yeah. Uh, Ramsey, you got something yeah. else for us? Yeah, I wanted to add. You were talking about San Jose State. And this weekend, shout out Sacramento legend Darnell Hillman, who went to San Jose State. My dad actually played college basketball with him when he was there. Is going to be judging the uh, dunk contest because he played for the Indiana Pacers. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Oh, that's dope. Nice. Very good. Right on, Ramsey. That's good stuff. Look at Ramsey adding to the show. <laughs> I see you, big dog. We just got to find the right topic for Ramsey, and he gets here. Our man Joe Davidson is here. I feel, I feel bad. We talking? Just bring Joe into the conversation. Joe D. Joe, Joe Davidson sees some of the 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 the, the best men's and women's hoopers here uh, regionally. Um, Joe, we we we've got the women's game in a fantastic place right now. You know. Um, Wow, great, great hoops going on. Take a look. I got to show what I'm repping right now. Oh, hey, hey. Hey. Let's go, baby. 
Shout out Joe D. I, I last night and she just never ceases to amaze great ball skills and passion and shooting. If she just had a little bit more range, that would be great. If she just cared a little bit more, I suppose. No, that's, uh, and I agree with you guys. She's got to be on the shortest list of all time. Greats. Uh, what a, an inspiration. I wrote a story this week in a Sacramento B about, you know, some of the underclassmen stars and I got ripped in an email. Shame on you for not mentioning Caitlin Clark and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, the story wasn't on her. Hmm. It was just about the you know upcoming players, but you know, fair point. Um, I think a lot of these kids model their game of versatility after somebody like her. Hmm. Uh, the days of the big post player, the big six, three girl who can't handle the ball is over. These, hmm. these, these girls grow up handling the ball and shooting the ball and, uh, they become such skilled players. I was watching ESPN highlights last night, and they were showing uh, the Tennessee South Carolina game, and I was thinking, look how look how elite these players are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just uh, it's just it's pretty cool. It's, yeah. it's it's really good. And we saw a sample of it last year with the Sacramento State women's team that qualified for the NCAA tournament. And uh, you know, it's um, you know a lot of people bag on girls basketball and women's basketball. Well, we'll bag on them. Um, it's it's a pretty good level of ball and uh you know I, I certainly appreciate it that era i think is ending by the way oh yeah that 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 era is coming to an end where where people are smartening up to this game a little bit yeah they hoping i mean you, you still got to weed out some people i, I know a couple weeks yeah ago, we'll, we'll weed their asses out michael Don't worry. porter jr was on there sounding ridiculous you see you see what he was talking about i can't stress enough i don't care what michael porter jr thinks about anything I agree. With Anything. You. I agree with you. He sounded crazy. <laughs> Shut up and dribble, bro. He's, he, he definitely <laughs> sounded crazy. But I, I agree with you. I think we're coming to an end of, of that type of mindset. Um, you know, Joe, you see a f- funny story. So I get up a couple days a week with my son. We go to the gym at 5. We get there at 5.30. Wake up at 5, get up at 5.30 because it's the only time we can really get it done. He's got to go to school. I got to get ready for work. We got the baby, all this other stuff. And almost every time we're usually the first ones there in the gym. So we get, you know, a basket and we can do what we have to do. Almost every time we go, you know who's there, Joe? Nina Kane. Every time. Yes. 5.30 in the morning. She's in there getting it in. She's already top 30 in the nation uh, out of McClatchy. She's a sophomore. It's the middle of her season. You know what I mean? But. About about five forty five, she come rolling in there every time we go in there, putting in that work. And she, I think she's yeah. she's the next great one out of this area. I think she is. She's in here. Uh, that's right, junior. What I say, and, sophomore. But you're right. She. Um, that's the the key for all of these terrific student athletes. For so many of them that I've covered over the years, that's why I still like covering the local beat. And there's Cameron Mafua up at Folsom, the number one seed in girls division one, and she's going to Cal. She had. She could have gone anywhere in America. Um, relentless work ethic. There is the terrific Harper Peterson, six foot three forward center guard skills. She she's at Whitney High School up in Placer County at Rockland in, in the Rockland area. She's going to Stanford. You don't mm-hmm. just get into Stanford. You've right. got to be a terrific student. Uh, same thing. Relentless work ethic. And she said during the COVID spring of a few years ago when she was a freshman, she spent hours every day with her father out in front yard, uh, out there in, a, uh, in the, the front yard basketball hoop, just working on her game. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the players who really want it, they pour themselves into it. What's the old say? You can control your effort. You could also control your 
uh, ability to, to get better. And, um, you know, I would say people won't agree with this necessarily, but in my, in my 30 plus years at the B, I would say that the girls basketball game has been stronger than the boys. We've had more girls go to big time college programs than the guys. Mm. And I'm trying to think right now, do we have any of our players in this Sac Joaquin section basketball playoffs that are signed with division one programs. And I can't think of any, not that they're not good. It just shows that it's that competitive, but we have Nina Kane. We have Cameron Mafua. We have Harper Peterson just on a small list of players who are going to big time colleges. And, uh, uh, and that's something that we've seen for years and years and years. And it's not, it's not letting up anytime soon. And the thing about girls is they could be four years starting varsity anchors yeah. and, and they're, they're just, they're they're more mature, younger. They're they're, they're just they're just the skill set is better. I saw Kennedy girls play Franklin of Elk Grove Unified the other night. Nobody, neither team had size, mm-hmm. but both teams they they're, they're fundamentally sound. They're setting screens. They're moving without the ball. Uh, they could all handle the ball, and they all are pests on defense. And that's how you make up for those things. And Kennedy is playing at St. Mary's of Stockton tonight, which has Jordan Lee. She's a five star player 2000 career points mcdonald's all-american going to university of texas mm-hmm. and you know so there you go we're, we're seeing layers of, of, of greatness and, and um, i think it's awesome i applaud it i you really know, do you know who i thought was uh the best i had seen uh and maybe i still hadn't seen one better in this area was vicky ball i thought yeah. i thought vicky oh, yeah was, yep. i thought vicky was gonna be like candace parker mm-hmm. the way the way she was i know she had knee knee issues and that that really hampered her but she was a problem. Yeah, sack high. She was about 2007 or so, six foot two, post player, guard skills, national recruit at Sacramento High School, the old gym and they put a hotel pavilion. And Pat Summit came out for a recruiting trip. And that's when Tennessee was the standard. Mm-hmm. And people just kind of, you know, <laughs> oh, that's that's Pat Summit. That's 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 greatness. And uh, terrific player, all time great, but undone by some some bad luck with knees. It just just couldn't hold up, and uh, that's unfortunate because I think she could have had real greatness. And I think she's bouncing around coaching. She's done a little high school coaching around here locally, but uh, she's still giving back to the game. Another all time great is Danielle Viglione from 1992, yeah. Campbell graduate, played for the Texas Longhorns, still has California records for most career three-pointers. That's right when it first got going. Um, played a little bit in the WNBA. Still teaches the game with camps and clinics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's still based here locally. So, you know, she's giving back. Another one, an all-time great is Mackenzie Forbes. Was uh, mm-hmm. with Folsom High School, four-year starter. Helped elevate that program. Went to Harvard. So it tells you what kind of student she is now. She's a graduate Um uh, transfer at USC, which has been nationally ranked. She's starting there. She's, she plays with flair. She's fun, flamboyant. I think she's going to be a WNBA player. She's a six foot guard uh, who's, who's got some family lineage who, who's played over the years. So uh, we see it. Every NBA, give me that name again. What was, what was that name again, Joe? <laughs> Mackenzie Forbes. Folsom. Folsom. Mackenzie Forbes, Folsom. <laughs> All right. What 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 year oh. is she? What class? I just I, I mean just for my own re- research yeah, purposes. Graduate transfer senior, and you know, and then we have a girl. There's a girl. Uh, we had a three time B player of the year, Janiah <laughs> Harrell from Antelope here in in the Sacramento area, and she's down at Stanford, and she's not 
playing a lot. And I know she's frustrated because she's a, a competitor. We had a girl from Oak Ridge High in 2010, won the state championship, um, Sarah James, who went to um, went to Stanford and didn't play her first three years. And I got a hold of her. I said, do you ever think about transferring? She goes, you never transfer out of Stanford. You don't <laughs> work hard to get into Stanford mm-hmm. and then try to get out. And then she started her senior year and now she's running the world somewhere. So, uh, you know, it's hard to get into college, but you don't just bounce out. I do see guys transferring out of Stanford. Maybe they don't see the same vision as the girls. I'm not sure. Maybe classes are too hard. <laughs> Maybe classes yeah, are too exactly hard. That's exactly right. I was, in the, I was in the gym that night, Pat came to see Vicky. She went she was at Sac yeah. High? Yeah, she came to Sac High. Like Nikki Pat, Pat came to Oak Park. Yeah, That's Nikki crazy. Nikki Caldwell came first, like mm. a few weeks prior. Mm. And then got a call that hey Pat's coming to see Vicky. Mm. So Pat Medicine Natomas and we went out to Sac High and I I was thinking like are they gonna like this is like what's the reaction gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, when crazy, I say huh? when I say eyes, it was it was that was a, that was a moment. That was a moment yeah. that I was like, oh, the impact of this woman yeah. on this game is second to none. Yeah, absolutely no one. Yeah, and Jason Jones is a frequent guest on your show and longtime running mate with me at the B. Went back to Tennessee uh, one year to do a profile on her and um, on Vicky Ball, and and you know she had. Her, she was struggling with knee injuries then, mm-hmm. um, and you know, but she she grinded out four years, and uh, now she's on the shortest list of of all time greats. And the first great girls basketball player we had was about fifty years ago, Denise Curry at Davis High School in mm. Yolo County was a two time All State par- uh, State Player of the Year, S- still is the all time career scorer for UCLA men or women. And played in the Olympics and played overseas, coached collegiately, and you know, six foot two was way ahead of everybody in that era. Mm-hmm. And back in those days, in 1974, 75, 76, she played three or four sports. And Title IX was just getting going. She once told me years ago that they had to use the same uniforms in volleyball, in basketball, and in softball. Mm. You know, now now they have it's it's come light years and uh, she was a real pioneer in that. But I think she would she would um, if you take Denise Curry from 1975 and put her in today, she'd still dominate. That was funny about all that stuff. Like like Kara came to see a kid, a young lady in this area. Mm. And it's it's they know ahead of time Mm -hmm. and it's front center court. The thing about Pat walking into, like, can you imagine the pressure? Like, this is a six, these are 16, 17 year old, you know, young people. And whether it's, you know, Pat or or Kara or or Mike Krzyzewski or Coach, Mm -hmm. you imagine the amount of pressure on you in that moment when they're there to see one one person. They're there to see you and nobody else. They're only there for you. Man, that is just a, a lot, man. That is an incredible and, and to consider that Pat Pat Summit could be anywhere yeah. in America. She mm-hmm. could have been recruiting somebody in Tennessee or Texas or Florida. Uh, you know, so that's uh, that's pretty heady stuff. And um no, it's 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 really cool and, and and it's not slowing down. And you know, then we have a small school like Colfax, way up in Placer County, that's in the playoffs for a record forty first consecutive year. They've had players who've gone to big schools and you know, some school, uh, you know, but they're homegrown. So even the smaller school, so it's not just specific to the large schools that have the good players. 
uh, some of the best teams and best players over the years have been at the smallest schools. Mm. Yeah, man, it, I, I love this time of year. I love, you know, the playoffs, everything that's going on, man. And uh, it got started on Wednesday. It got started on Wednesday. And I wouldn't say too many upsets or anything else like that, but I know, and I got to give a shout out uh, to, to the young homie, uh, Aiden Rollins. That's, that's, that's family right there, man. And I saw you were at that game. That was, that was probably the premier game around one Folsom and Franklin. Would you, would you say, well, yeah, Joe B was, was really, there, so yes, uh, it was the premier game. game. Yeah. And, and Franklin won, Elko Unified, Franklin Wildcats. And Aiden Rollins is a six foot three sophomore guard. Um, and he's so composed and he's mature. And then he's he's motivated by the loss of his father, um, AJ Rollins, who's from Fairfield, who was a key player for the St. Mary's Gales of Moraga in the Bay area in the late nineties went to the NCAA tournament and he had a seven year courageous battle with cancer, mm-hmm. 17 surgeries. And he died in May and he got to see his son play varsity basketball a year ago. And the son is AJ is mature, uh, likable. Um, and he says, yes, I play in honor of my dad. And he said what he suffered through in his um, plight and his body is slowly going away. Uh, his attitude was great. He goes, so I can't complain about anything. Yeah. And it's like, that's a pretty strong reminder. So that's uh, that's a motivated young man. And that kid will be a division one big time prospect. He can handle the ball, shoot, defend, and he's mature beyond his years. So uh, kudos to him. And, and his, his, his father's looking down uh, with pride to say that that kid's playing the right way. Good Absolutely. leader. Good kid. Absolutely. Love that family. Uh, loved AJ. When we moved back to Sacramento, my son, who's 11, at the time he was seven or something like that, uh, and Aiden's little brother, Alex, they're best friends. So that's how met AJ and met the family yeah. and all this other stuff. And AJ was a great man, man. And I'm glad to see Aiden doing all those things. Um, Aiden's doing a great AJ's. job. I think I called Aiden AJ, but it's his father's AJ, and Aiden's the, is the junior. And uh, that, could you imagine? You're talking about the pressure, uh, you know, Damien, about having a, a big time coach in your gym. How about the pressure of trying to live up to your family's image and legacy and being heartbroken? Um, there's a maturity about, um, you know, Aiden Rollins, and I think he gets it from his parents and then his mom still comes to all the games. And um, so when these kids play in honor of somebody that they've lost, that's a, that's a pretty powerful deal. That's really cool that uh, Kenny, that you, that you know, the family and yeah. he's legit, he's the real deal. And he's just getting started. He's, and, and Franklin's a young team. They play tonight against Oof, the number one. Tonight, yeah. And so, so Modesta Christian will be heavily favored, but, but Franklin Wildcats with Coach Ken Manfredi, they're fundamentally sound. They got athletes. They'll go down there and compete. Absolutely. They're not going to lay down. Absolutely. No way. And the other team in the Elk Grove Unified has been our number one team for most of the year. And uh, the other part of the year, it's been Rockland. But Monterey Trail of Elk Grove Unified um, won its first playoff game in, in the 20-year history of the school. Uh, tonight, they play against Lincoln of Stockton at home. And uh, another showdown in Division One. These are all Division One. The Sheldon Huskies of the Elk Grove Unified play mm-hmm. at Rockland. Which is twenty six and two. So we may have the winner of the Rock and Sheldon game, if the seeds hold up, we'll play at Monterey Trail. That's mm. that's that's really good basketball. Sheldon that's and Rockland really is tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's tonight. Correct. Mm, yeah. And then um Monday's a semifinal and then 
uh, another game of note is the Endercombe Tigers of, of Natomas are playing at Western Ranch, which has got a 20-game winning streak. Western Ranch is of Stockton, one of the best three-point shooting teams in America. So uh, a pretty stacked Division One field. In the Division Two, you've got the one and two seeds. Jesuit Marauders been around for since 1963. And then Capital Christian just ran a big story on them. They're the number two seed, so they could be – in the section finals, it's 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 really good basketball. I, I think it's awesome. And, and you know, how many times have I told you guys it's a it's the best value for your buck if you're looking to do something local. Yeah. If you don't want to get out the golden one, or if the Kings are on the road, uh, go check out a high school game. That's awesome. You talk about pressure. You're living up to families' names or mm-hmm. Pat Kara coming through. Hey. Hey, Joe D's here. Oh, hey, hey. I know you <laughs> live that. Joe pressure. D's hey. in the building. Hey. Oh, you better show out. Show D's you here better tonight. show out. You show D Joe, in the building, Joe, bro. Joe's like <laughs> you know Pat. He could have been anywhere in the region tonight. Hey, and look, you know when Joe D's in the building. Like, going. you see him come through the door. Yep. You see where he's sitting. Like, you don't, oh, I didn't know Joe D was there. No, you know, and it's time to go to work. Well, that's why when I walk into a gym, I make sure I don't trip. You know, I don't have a <laughs> slow motion spill down. And then I always bring like a folder because you always look more important when you're carrying a clipboard or a folder, you know. And uh, I just walk uh, in with no, Kenny. It's, it's, I look more important when I walk in with Kenny. I don't, don't, that's what I do. Joe, yeah. Joe exactly. this guy. This guy, come on, man. He, he's the other Louis Vuitton Don. He's lying. Mark Jones, no, it's, the it's cool. I, I did a story on the Kennedy girls basketball team the other day mm-hmm. and, and Kirsten, uh, uh, Shimizu was was uh, an assistant coach and covered her in 2010, and we were recalling old stories. So there's there's always that generation gap, and that's kind of you know connecting the eras. And uh, you know, no, it's 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 really cool. And I get people come up all the time, and oh, and I don't recognize a lot of them because they're out of uniform or they're <laughs> 20 years later. But it's 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 really cool. And you know, the one thing I've noticed, guys, and we've touched on over the years, is the games are are well attended mm-hmm. and fans we hear about how fans have been so unruly on referees this year i think the fans have been really well behaved mm-hmm. and and i think the officiating has been really good and everybody complains about the officiating but there's and the players are all business and this has mm-hmm. been a real trend there was a while there in the you know some 25 years ago where players would step over other guys taunting uh, showboating and that got all cleaned out it got mm-hmm. all moved out and the CIF the governing body put in rules that if you get it if you get ejected for a couple technical fouls and, and and same in football if you get thrown out of game you have to sit out the next game and that's really gone a long ways in cleaning up and, mm-hmm. and because this is people are watching yeah. all the games are live streamed Everybody's got cell phones. There's yep. media, yep. Um, and so, so I'm so impressed with how these kids, uh, you know, just they go out and just play. But the, but these guys, the star players, are being heckled. They get taunted and heckled. And Caden Pinnock is our football star, you know, large school football player of the year out of Deloro. He's a terrific point guard for the Deloro Golden Eagles. He gets taunted um, and heckled, and they, you know, they kind of handle it. Right. And Harper Peterson, the the six three, do all star for. Whitney High School going to Stanford, she gets heckled mm-hmm. and they hear it. They're going to get used to it because they're going to get heckled even more in college. But, um, you know, so and a lot of times the administrators have to stand by the rooting sections to, hey, you're crossing the limit. Hey, that's a little boorish and all that. But for the most part, people are having a good time with it. Hey, Joe, I, I saw something the other day that maybe you could help me help me uh, understand. I'm a little old school. I didn't like it when I saw it. The section championships are on Wednesday. 
What's up with that? Yes, it's a little, it's a little different. It was not by design. Um, divisions one, two, and three, the section finals will be at Golden One next Wednesday. Um, and then divisions four, five, and six will be held Friday at UC Davis. Normally they're all at Golden One, but I think there's a banana concert, and I think that's going to, you know, that that prompted change. The CIF, the governing body, has always had a great working relationships, whether it was the Maloof ownership group with the Kings to Vivek Ronadive ownership group with the last several years to work together. And, and basically the arena is given to the high schools at cost. And um, but the you know the caveat is you've got to be flexible on your scheduling. And so it's not perfect to have section finals on a on a Wednesday. Um, but boy, can you know if somebody said, Hey, would you like to play for a section championship? At Golden One, where the Kings play, yeah, okay, it's gonna have to be a Wednesday. Okay, well, they, well, they, they're not gonna turn it down, right, so it's right. not ideal. It's gonna be a school night, so we may not see the rooting sections and the bands, but hopefully, some of these schools will say, you know, this is unique. We got our team out here. Let's go. And then UC Davis is, is stepping up to help out, um, and that's a great venue. Um, and so it, it'll work. It'll work. And uh, I mean, we got semifinals on a Monday. Yeah, you know, I've, I've yeah, never yeah. seen that. Throws yeah, money. I, I'm, I'm used to that. That Friday, Saturday for the finals. Like I saw that, I was like, man, what happened? But I, every I once in a while, we'll have that wrinkle. Every yeah. once in a while, but it's rare. Normally, it's. Uh, I mean, I had to do a double take. And I said, is this right? Is this mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, like nobody's really complained about it. They'll they'll probably complain on Wednesday uh, because they'll play semifinals on Monday. So it's quick turnaround, but these are teenage legs, man. These guys could run for days. Yeah. State You've champion- seen Rollins from Franklin. They could go yeah. for days and days and days. State championship still on a Friday, Saturday, March 8th and 9th, I think. So that is correct. Back at golden one. And I got to look this up and, and, you know, when I find an answer, I'll, I'll we'll jump on board and, and, and update, but this might be the only state in America that has section playoffs at golden one and state finals in an NBA venue is what I'm saying. That's, mm-hmm. that's a nice treat. Yeah. Um, and, and everything has to work. The schedule has to work. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have the Kings playing the same night. You know, I kind of have it at halftime um, <laughs> sort of thing. So that's kind of a, you know, some people will say, Oh, the tickets are pricey. Well, but you get the venue, you got the venue and the CIF wants people to have this wow experience. They want their players to remember you played in this great venue and they want the fans to see it. And uh, so kudos to the King's ownership and management group for still making it work, though there's going to be wrinkles and you're going to have to you know, shift schedules a little bit every once in a while, not very often. Mm-hmm. Joe D, when I say you are the man, sir, I mean you are the man. Thank you for always making time for us. I appreciate you guys. Always good to see you. And man, I don't understand the Orioles hat there by, well, you know, Kenny. I mean, you know, I got a bunch watching. He's wearing a, he's wearing a, you know, a grin, the, yeah, and, you know, and, the, the, the and, and orange brim, you know, the O's. I just got the O's uh, Orioles hat. I got a lot of Giants hats. Um, love my Giants. Even it, it though matches your D-Lo, uh, you know, in KC. Every, everybody D-Lo and KC gear is popping today. Uh-huh. But I like Baltimore. My my um, my wife's family's from Baltimore. I've been there a couple times in the last ten years. What I like it out there. It's cool in Baltimore. So good. and I got well, I got love good for those. Yeah. You know what we do when we do this stuff? Stuff is we we ask questions and we learn. And so does the audience. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we're all about. That's what we do. We learn. Appreciate <laughs> you. We appreciate you, Joe D. Thanks, man. Look forward to talking to you again here real, real soon. All right, my friends. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Joe. That's our man, Joe Davidson. I'm sorry. That is the legend. The legend. Joe Davidson.
Yeah, man. That type of stuff, what we do never gets old. Like, we've talked to Mark Jones and Joe Davidson today. Like, oh, Joe, like Mark Jones, that's an NBA name, right? Yeah. Joe Davidson, I've been reading Joe Davidson. Joe Davidson ain't never wrote about me because I, I, I ain't <laughs> that's, never that's had cap. Nothing, to, I ain't nothing to write about. Well, that's cap. Well, he, he yeah. never wrote about me as an athlete. <laughs> um, and I think he wrote about that article because he was covering one of his old favorite subjects, Kenny Caraway, and his mother, Cheryl and El Grove. That was an afterthought. That's that's that was, a big that was fat D-Lo lie. coming back to radio. Uh, that's a big fat lie. Um, I've been reading Joe like forever. Yeah, like Joe. Like I think I think I don't know this. One of the reasons I love women's basketball so much is because when I went to high school, El Camino High School, you couldn't beat our women's basketball. Oh, there's a true girls basketball. Yeah, yeah. They, they they my freshman year. I think they went to state. Mm. I think they had gone undefeated the year before. They were good all four years I was there. Um, I was always hyper interested in women's mm. basketball, so I used to read, you know, what Joe wrote. I always thought it was the coolest thing that I see, you know, El Camino. I would right. see the people I know written right, about right. by, you know, by Joe D. Yeah, it's still, it's still a thrill for for those kids, man, and yeah, you know, to 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 have you know Joe D. You know, go to your game or something. Like it's yeah. still a thrill, man. It's it's dope, man. I, it's it always baffles. You talk about El Camino girls used to be. You know, dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, it always baffles me, you know, how like the it goes in waves with these schools. Like, obviously, like McClatchy Boys was before I got there. They had won state championships, uh, or excuse me, section championships, and was this perennial team. I got there. We were still really good playoffs, and then the boys have kind of been on the downturn. The girls took it to another level. You think about places like El Camino, like used to be uh, dominant, and then you know it was a downturn. Grant was dominant yeah. they went down they came yeah. back up like it's it's interesting to see how these how these schools and these neighborhoods uh go back and forth but there you know El Camino it's still a pride of that community when any of those teams do really really well like yeah. the neighborhood gets behind the school and gets really excited to see that stuff yeah tiger didn't make it <sighs> tiger withdrew already is he, I don't like that he does that. I don't like that he does that. Yeah, I ain't going. I'm not, I'm gonna leave Tiger alone because I I got respect for him. But yeah, he, he, he does that a lot. He does do it a lot. My neck, my back, <laughs> my neck and my back. Tiger looked a little 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 heavier yesterday. Yeah, that metabolism. I know. Well, I know how I be. Yeah, he's like that. And we're going to go get another donut during this commercial break. So, a <laughs> damn metabolism. We'll come back, man. We'll talk. Um, I want to talk Kings basketball, obviously. Yeah. I've added a team uh, to my league pass alerts as well. Oh, boy. I looked at the schedule, some things I'm going to be watching here pretty closely. Uh, we're happy that you're here with us on this Friday. Steve Lemon KC brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. We in here, baby. So happy that you're here with us as well. We'll open up the phone lines, 916-909-1320. I say open sure. up as if they've been closed. We were talking to yeah. Joe D. If you want to get in on the phone lines, now is a much better when we were talking to Joe D. earlier. Shout out Coach JT. He said he's going to be at HBCU night. You better have that yeah. new jacket that King Melly made him on. Yeah, man. I saw H- that. HBCU alumni. I think, I think he went to Alcorn State. I think he went to State. That's uh, Steve McNair's uh, mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P., man. Um, that, that was July 4th. 
That was, was it? Crazy. Yeah. Was that July Fourth? Really? July Fourth. I woke up to that, man. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've added Dallas to my league patch alerts. Hmm. Okay. Dallas, okay. I, t- I I don't I don't know what Dallas is yet, and I'm not interested in doing a film dive in them because I don't I don't think there's going to be much to see. I think that's a team that's going to be acclimating and figuring some things out over the course of the next week. They're playing well. Mm-hmm. Have some new pieces that you know. It, 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 will they hit a hiccup? Uh, how will they how how will they handle that hiccup with all of these new these these new pieces on the team? But you know the the Kings obviously first and foremost coming out of the All Star break, Kings need to take care of their their own business, right? They've got they've got work to do. Facts. But the Mavs out the break have the Suns, mm-hmm. and then they play nine Eastern Conference teams in a row. Mm. And six of those nine are on the road. So I'm watching that stretch closely. Indiana's in there a couple of times. They have Indiana at home and on the road in that nine-game stretch. I think Milwaukee might be in there. The Celtics are in there. They, they, they also, but they have the Chicago's and stuff. Um, but that they have a they have an interesting schedule coming out the gate. Yeah, and they, it yeah. it it makes me think about that March for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll have two games against the Lakers, and it's not quite as in short order as the Mavericks game are, but they but they are pretty close together. Mm-hmm. They'll have two games against the Lakers and two games against the Mavs in March. Yeah, I'm looking at the Mavs schedule right now, and it's it's uh you, sh- you condense it a little bit more. I mean, at first, I would say seven or eight games mm-hmm. out of the break. It's tough. You get Phoenix, Indiana, Phoenix yeah. at home. And then you go on the road for Indiana, Cleveland, Toronto, Boston, then Philly at home, Indiana at home again, and Miami at home. And I think I stretched it out because it was East and it was road, but that's like Chicago. Chicago I think yeah, after that, Toronto, it's Detroit, Chicago, Detroit, Chicago. Okay, yeah, I knew I knew that second. I knew those second stretch of road games weren't as tough. Well, and Chicago, Chicago's a playing team. Well, I thought it. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that they're playing nine Eastern Conference teams in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually, I take that back. They're not playing nine Eastern Conference teams in a row. They're playing nine games in a row against Eastern Conference teams mm-hmm. because Indiana. I know for sure Indiana's in there twice. Yeah, uh, someone else might be as well. No, it's, it's just Indiana. Indiana's okay. the one. Okay. Uh, but yeah, man, that's uh, is they've got that's going to be an interesting stretch right there for mm-hmm. them. And then when they get back to the Western. <laughs> When they get back to the Western Conference, it's Golden State, OKC, Denver. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've got San Antonio back to back with Utah before the the Kings back to back. So, so who are you? Exactly. Yeah, who are you? I mean, obviously, we can ask our questions about Sacramento, and who are you? Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. I'm gonna ask my questions about Dallas. I'm gonna ask my questions about all of these teams around Sacramento. Who are y'all? Because we've seen Dallas up, mm-hmm. down, and now kind of. Clawing their way, I guess, in the middle. Right now, we've seen the Lakers, the Warriors, and you could say Dallas. Like they're starting to step it up a bit, or whatever, playing well as of late. Which one do you think is more sustainable? I don't know what Dallas is, man. I so I feel like I can't say Dallas because I, I just first don't thought know. is the Lakers. It's my first thought. That's LeBron, not mine. LeBron and AD. Okay, that's my first thought. That's not mine. Warriors, huh? Yeah, that's my man. Hey man, just go ahead and put your. Uh, get your little dub foam finger out. 
Go ahead. It was unnecessary. <laughs> Though I do like, I do like their new. Get your Draymond I do, jersey from I, from Lids. Go ahead. Don't get my Draymond jersey from your house. Wait, you what did you down. say? I was on the phone no, with Kamara for two seconds. See, Were you no. doing the Warriors thing again? No. <laughs> First of all, both of you can kiss my ass. <laughs> Second of all, you asked a question. He said the Lakers. <laughs> you didn't fire off any Lakers jokes. I was on the phone with Kamara. He said the Lakers. Oh, I I'm, said, I'm with you, though. I'm with you. I think he, oh, oh, so oh, now we wow. just Flash Brothers over here. But I, uh, I, Dub I, City out here. Wow. I mean, I don't think Clay scoring 35 off the bench moving forward. <laughs> but the fact that they were willing to take that step, I've said this before. I, and I, I said this to you. I'll, I'll say it on the show. I said this to you last night when the, when the tweet came through about Clay on the bench to starting pies. I love that kid. And I really like a number of players on this team. And I think I said yesterday, if you can figure out what to do with two of them, you might be able to make this work. You've made a decision with Clay that Steve Kerr said, this is what we're doing. Clay is coming off the bench for now. Or I don't even think he said for now. He said, Clay's coming off the bench. He just said it. Yeah. Whatever. So, you know, Clay at the moment appears to be all in on this. And and I think it's easy to be all in when you're winning. Mm-hmm. Well, right now they're winning. Like, I see that to be sustainable. Not that I don't see the Lakers. The, the Lakers, I think, are going through an up right now. Like, they were under 500. Remember, what did LeBron say? What's a record? 24 and 25? Yeah. Well, since then, they're like. I say nothing to my teammates. They're like 6 and 1 since that comment. Two or three of them. Since the hourglass. Yeah. <laughs> That, re- that reminds me when we when we come back, dude, don't let me forget that the hourglass. Gone. Yeah, just just the Lakers. Yeah, you gonna turn on your squad? Uh, it's not my squad. It's not. It's not my squad. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> okay, Lake Show. So not so yesterday, squad, yesterday I'm doing some stuff at home. It's like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. I'm doing some stuff at home. I had to go on YouTube to check something out. For absolutely no, you know, on the side they have like suggested or up next or something mm-hmm. like that. For no reason whatsoever, the clip of when I said "Okay, Lake Show" was there, so I had to watch it. <laughs> Wait, how did you know that was the clip? Because <laughs> I think it was titled something about Kenny Ken- likes the Lakers. Oh or wow! Like that. Well, so, who titled that? Wow, <laughs> that's based on your search history. So how many so, times googling Lakers highlights and I don't know what the I don't know why that came up, but I watched that and then the next one that came up <laughs> was the first time I got chatty housed. By no, it was the second time. It was Demar Derozan. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Wait, what was the first time? It was the draft, I think, because I think you mentioned it in that Derozan clip. Oh, You're like first the draft and now oh. this, and then I I was like, oh. Like, I don't even know how to find I don't know how it came up, but I was like, oh, oh, boy. Hit the glass. DeMar DeRozan signs with the Clippers. Two years, $67 million. <laughs> and then Wait, I was like, oh. The draft. <laughs> I think the draft was the NFL draft. Yeah, yeah. I feel it was like, like the, you got. The Commanders or something. Okay. Like Falcons and the Commanders. So then, so then you go, you go, you go, oh, boy. Man, we said they had to do something. This is crazy. You're like, I, I don't know, though. I'm not seeing this. I haven't got the alert. Like, what the hell's going on? And then I go, uh, 
Uh, well, well, strike that from the record. Wasn't the <laughs> first thing we said was, how does that work? Where did no, they yeah, get he that said money that, from? I remember I'm sitting there, I was like, wait. How did they give yeah, how does million? That, that makes no sense. <laughs> that math does not check out. And I said, uh, wait a minute. Uh, hold on on that. Um, uh, strike that from the record. And she was like, Steve Harvey, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> got that got that Steve Harvey face where he, his eyes get big and he's kind of looking around. <laughs> There's been a mistake. I said, how the hell are these two moments coming up right now? <laughs> Steve Harvey. Has Steve Harvey done a Miss Universe since then? I don't think so. We haven't seen much from Steve Harvey lately anyway. Well, Cat got him, I guess. Cat got him. Cat, Cat. You know what it was? It wasn't even Cat. It was... Too many people verified the Bernie Mac stuff. <laughs> and it was like, oh, you doing that to our guy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like that. Okay. And I, I didn't like that. Well, the thing about Steve is, hey, salute Steve Harvey, but if 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 you're if if we're going to uh I'll use your I'll use your terms. You like you like to use these. It pisses me off when you do this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use these terms. There's a comedian for the streets, and then there's a comedian people like. Mm. And Steve Harvey's that comedian people like. Bernie's in these streets. Bernie was the one. Yeah, don't piss off these streets. Bernie was the one. Yeah, I don't, don't piss off these streets. And yeah, we ain't seen that man since. Boy, that comedy, the 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 comedian drama over the last two. Now Very crazy. Now now Monique going through it. Yeah, Monique and her son. Monique and her man. Yeah, they struggling. Mike Epps and Shannon uh, Sharp yeah. got together though. I saw that. Uh, good I mean, Mike Mike didn't even have nothing to do with anything. Well, Mike, Mike Epps inserted himself he did. into he, this. No, he, he he was looking for an. He got it. Yeah. <laughs> he got it all right. I'm, I was glad to see that. I like Mike Epps. Mike Epps. I do too. Funny. Yeah, I like Mike Epps a lot. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk to our man Kamara. We'll talk to anyone else who wants to get in on these phone lines nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. And we'll talk more Kings basketball. Dilo and KC continue here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. Did you see what Miss P called Devin Booker on Twitter? <laughs> no. Same thing you called. Him. Oh no! She did it on Twitter. This. I have yeah. to go see this. Yeah, she called him. <laughs> she called that man out his name, and I think it was right after that play you were talking about, where he told the officials to change the call, and they just did. <laughs> they just changed it. wasn't even no challenge. It's crazy. Speaking of Miss P, there's another Miss P that that watches our show. You know who that is? There's another. I Ms. saw it. I saw a, a Miss P. Like, like it's not just on Miss P no more. There are others that watch this show that need that type of recognition. Did you see what Miss Mac Ten said during the uh, the Mark Jones interview? I, I missed it. I missed it. I'm sorry. We was talking about like we was talking about you know wearing your blessings and you know and all this stuff. Got to go get all this stuff. Miss Mac Ten was in here talking about. I got nine LVs. I love them. Nine? She said nine. Miss Mac Ten is low key. She like just be dropping it like oh I, like just drop it in there. Bruh, it's next level. That's halfway to Damien. I what? <laughs> I think it's a third. <laughs> so yeah, Miss Mac Ten, we know you got that private jet. Can't you take it with me. Come on, man. Can't take it with me. Yeah, go. I'm just go. trying to keep up. I'm just I'm just trying to do what I can. Oh, I just saw Miss P's tweet. See, why you got these people? <laughs> why you? Why you got this? Why you got people calling that man out of his name? Booker is a- 
She Come called, on, man. She called that man out his name. Oh, I man. could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong. I'm pretty sure James pissed Deuce off this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did. What? Yeah, I think James pissed Deuce off this morning. What happened? Well, one, Deuce, I ain't seen Deuce in the chat in... I have no idea how long. I, di- I didn't know if he was forbidden from, from listening or participating anymore or what the case was. Yeah. But we were talking about uh, – Kyle asked, uh, I think, who's uh, – most, most improved. Most who's improved, most improved this or, season for the Kings? Or, mm-hmm. or something. And, or No, best newcomer. It was That's the best right, newcomer. Best Who was the best newcomer? Mm-hmm. It was Sasha, Chris Dorothy. I was like, <laughs> I think it's Mason Jones. Well. The way – the way the way uh, Mike Brown was talking about him, and then mm-hmm. Deuce had this like highlight reel that hit the hit the you know hit the he put on put on Twitter, yeah, and everybody was, was talking about yeah, yeah. everyone was talking about Mason Jones yeah. and the vibes, and like I'm, I'm Mason Jones and James is <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what, what we're doing. And it was like, do it was that. like, hey, don't do that. Hey, it was like, wait a minute. Oh, oh, yeah, dude's putting up highlights. Mike Brown talking about. I was like, well, James, wait don't a minute. We having that. some fun here. So, dude said something in the chat about how Mike noticed and and how like everyone noticed. And then I just I just opened the the mentions for the first time, and I saw Will Z says, "Wow, I think basketball reference must listen to the insiders." Mason Jones, all vibes, first team, and Deuce replied. Guess I'm crazy for noticing during the game, which felt like just such a F you James Ham like tweet right there. Oh, I mean, man. I, I mean, to be man. fair to dudes, like James has pissed all of us off at some point. But I, thought, hey, I was, I was like, hey, Deuce is here. I haven't seen Deuce in a while. Like, it's fun. And then I was like, oh, I think Deuce is pissed. Oh man! Hey, man. Yeah. Welcome to the Deuce, club. Deuce, Welcome to I the think, club. Deuce. I think Deuce was uh, Deuce was the first person I saw you uh, saw give shout out to Mason Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was right. It was deserved. I love seeing that. I love seeing that. I'm going to show that to my kids. We got practice today. I'm going to show that. Yeah. To Everybody got a role on the team. None is. There isn't one more important than the other. Sometimes. The role is to make sure everybody's the vibes are up and and, and hey, they they feel the love. We're big believers in that, man. Like uh, we we could have some fun with it, talking about most important newcomer. Like yes, that was James hates fun, right? He hates <laughs> Mason Jones. He hates Javale <laughs> McKee, and he hates fun. Uh, we're all about fun. We're we're first team vibes here. Um, Mason Jones is provocative. He gets the people going. That's it, man. Got to get him on the show. <laughs> We'll ask on HBC. We've literally asked for nothing all year. We haven't asked for a single thing all year. Hey, let us talk to Mason Jones, please. Um, did you see this? See this Oakland A's thing? I've yeah, I saw it in the chat. Saw some other Sacramento stuff. is this according to the Athletic? Oh, um, Sacramento is the front runner to host the A's from 2025 to 2027. Before they moved to Las Vegas, a person briefed on the team's search process mm. told The Athletic. We'll dive into that in just a second. Let's get to Kamara here real quick. 916-909-1320. What's up, Kamara? Kamara, it's like and five so, days in a row, man. Yeah, it's, it's a, Kamara, what man. a week for us. Oh, and, oh. And, you know. 
Oh, sorry, Kamara. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you talk because I don't want you to forget what you're gonna say. But don't don't let Kamara go till till I tell him what happened yesterday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, nah, listen, fellas. I was just thinking about. I wish you would have asked Mark Jones this. Um, I've been thinking for the last several weeks about like De'Aaron and like his perception around the league, and you know, a lot of times. It's that champagne and campaigning that happens with like trying to that all star nods and and I wonder if it's because you know not, not that he, his personality is not open and availing to the media, but does that play a part in how they view him? And the same thing with Sabonis, like you know the the lack of personality on that team because you know you look at these guys and you look at the numbers. I think he's the only person on the all star team that had 15 30-point games and didn't get the nod. And bonus, we already know mm-hmm. his numbers of 51 or 50 career, uh, triple-double 17 this year. And it, I think it just has to be something, the intangibles, not the tangibles. Because the tangibles are there, right? We look at the numbers, the jumpers are there, but it has to be the intangibles. And I wonder if that's just, there's something that you know, Mark knows, you know, being in that space, that you know the media just doesn't look at them based off a of lack of personality. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't I don't think the media yeah. matters. I don't think the media matters as much, Kamara, because like I'm not stalling the coaches out. Yeah, coaches, they got to answer. For yeah, that. like you left them off the reserve list, both of them. Yeah, they got to answer for that. Chances are, Domas cooked your ass at some point this year, mm. and you left them off that mm-hmm. list. Well, Michael yeah. Malone said he he voted for. Him. Well, shout out Michael Malone. We rock with Michael. What did you want to? I was gonna. Uh, we have the discussion here, Kamara. Yesterday yeah. on one hundred two five, Texas Hold'em was played on the air. Okay. That song got a lot of hate in this building, by the way. For a real? Lot, yeah, oh, really? a lot of hate. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about it this morning. There's a lot of hate for that song in this building. But go, yeah. So go, go ahead though. And but, the results were like 50-50. Actually, I think it was nah, – Well, no, it was calls. one really loud, very – It was two to one play it. Yeah, and then we lost the rest of the calls because one lady <laughs> yelled at us for five straight minutes. I wanted to answer the rest of the calls. Like, we had six lines trying to weigh in on this record, but this woman <laughs> screamed at us for five straight minutes about how she Not hated the, the song. Yeah, she said, play K. Michelle if you're going to play a black girl singing country. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It was Isn't wild. Never that serious. Have you heard? <laughs> have you heard? Have you heard Texas Hold'em on a hip hop station? Uh, to be fair, I don't listen. to wow. radio station. I no. listen to D-Lo and Casey. Yeah, that was a good save. <laughs> no, it's a good save, buddy. No, it's good. It's a good save. It's a good save, pal. No, that's fine. That's the only, that's the only station. That gets run, that gets played in this ride. All right. All right. Well, so, I'll take it. I'll take it. it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Kamara, we appreciate you. It sounded weird. It admitted it admittedly. It was my idea. Complex walked in. I said, Hey, we've been talking about this for two or three days. You gotta let us play Texas Hold'em. And he goes, All right, like go ahead. And I have I have feelings about that. Like, I think I think the song is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I do too. And I think it's a really good song. And you were like, We can't play it here. And I was like, let's just do it. Like, we'll we'll do it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And the second it started, I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. Like, it, the, the context, like, the context of hearing it, like, in the car with nothing else yeah. or more Beyonce, 
is nothing. Yeah. The context of hearing Soak City <laughs> going into uh, going into Texas Hold'em was like, oh, <laughs> so like I was I was I was bordering on panicking the whole three minutes the record was playing because it sounded so out of place. Yeah, it's a it's a country record. It is a country it's, record. It's a, it's a country record. But I I like the way it happened. It wasn't like an official like um, promotion or segment. Yeah. But we did it as bump it or dump it. We yeah. just like that's fine. Like, and if the people were like not, yeah. and there was about three people. Yeah, they were like, hey, play that, play that. So I was, I, Charlie was. I was trying to flag Charlie down because he was one of the people who doesn't like the record. He didn't like the record. Yeah, I th- I like the song. I think I think the song is dope. I think it's a great song. Yeah, I think it's just it's just, <laughs> just Soak City and the Texas Hold'em. It might oh, it was surround sound. Oh surround, yeah, well, it was ba- surround baby sound. Tate was, yeah, uh, it was surround her sound. Bar and yeah, then. yeah. So and you know how wild that record ends. <laughs> surround sound in the Texas Hold'em was 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 it was weird. Nah, it, like I, I thought, I, I thought it was good. I my actually, heart started to beat a little faster. Like I started to sweat because I felt like I was doing something wrong. Nah, I never felt. But that. I love. The record. I uh, there's probably reasons for it, but I I like bump it or dump it. There's probably oh, reasons why you can't do that no more because you oh, guys there's not. Well, I thought there's there's just, there's songs that are locked in, right? There's not. No, we talked about this with Drake. Like tra- like like uh, first person shooter wasn't the plan. Mm. The plan was Rich Baby Daddy, but first person shooter got all of that momentum. Mm. Like there are single there's stuff they want you to push. Mm-hmm. But there's I, I can't remember the name of the record. I can't remember the name of it. But push it, the salt and pepper record, mm-hmm. that was the B side. Mm. They sent the record out to the DJs, and the DJs were like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. We're playing this though. Mm. And that's how Push It became a hit. Mm. So you could do you could we could I just I don't I don't know, I, I don't know why bump it or dump it got eliminated. Well, but I, I don't even know where that fits in, in in our show. We got a lot going on. We got so much going on yeah, in our a, show. Like I we tried no it yesterday, we couldn't even get all the calls. We well <laughs> one we tried it yesterday. Two we did it at the expense of the Rolling Loud qualifier <laughs> because I completely forgot I we were too. supposed to qualify someone for Rolling Loud in the four o'clock hour. <laughs> the stress is getting to me. Uh, see Brian, see it's always the people outside that'll that'll try and break us well, up. Brian says, Casey to D-Lo, maybe you can play that on the end, but not here. Probably what he was thinking in his head. Furthest thing from the truth. Probably what he was thinking in his head. Wow. Just like when he called me a pop DJ, did that clip pop up on your little algorithm yesterday? You called me a (laughs) pop DJ? I listened to that twice, not three times, but twice. I I did not say that to him, did I? No, I didn't. I've never been more mad at you than I was that day. (laughs) And I was like, why is he so mad about me saying they played it on the end? I was so pissed. It almost ended that day. Oh, That's the man. closest D-Lo and Casey ever came to ending. Hey, look at this jackass. Oh, uh, Tony Kornheiser. No, you. not Tony Kornheiser. My goodness. <laughs> the bottom, the the president of the Pac-12 is stepping down after destroying <laughs> okay. that conference. What? Okay. Oh, Send his ass gosh. to jail, too. <laughs> Him and Manford can get yeah, that two jackasses. Hey, that was funny though, because I thought KC was talking about Tony. <laughs> yeah, what did Tony do to you? What do you got against Pablo? Never, never Tony. Never Tony, man. Never Tony. KC's um, guy never shows up to work. <laughs> uh, let's get to Manny. I want to get this this Kings thing. This this Oakland A's. Yeah, this is 
I got thoughts. And I don't know how I feel about it. I got thoughts. Uh, what's up, Manny? What's up, y'all? Hey, first of all, shout out to you for playing the song, right? Because I think there's a lot of radio stations don't know what to do with that. Obviously, we know what country doesn't want to do with that. But as much as I don't like listening to the radio in general, like y'all on this show and 102.5 are the only things I'll put on because it's so repetitive and there's no personalities, really. So, I mean, I got to give props for you guys even playing it just to see what you could do with it. Yeah, right? man, that's, 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 that's D-Lo right there. Like, I was like, play it. Like, like play it see what the people think well like, no that's hey. not d-lo that's complex like no, when, when it comes yeah. to that stuff it's like hey complex i'm gonna mess with the music like, like it's <laughs> that's actually a lie hey complex can i mess with the music here for a minute yeah. and to his credit he was like oh, i just want to do it do it yeah play where i do think that song could could work is in one of his mixes uh, yeah, sure. You put, you put that in one of the mixes. Sure. That would be five, 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 okay, yeah. Beyonce, get in once, get out. You know what I mean? And yeah. I just give it. Do that. It's just when she, when, when, when the, when the beat, when the beat gets, when the, when the beat gets full, mm-hmm. and she hits that chorus. It that's where I feel car. like the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, car, yeah. That's where I feel like the record yeah. really picks up. I, I go ahead, man. About, about the Kings, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak on the A's, and then you guys, you know, Jesse can. Just cut me off like he usually does. Um, look, man, like for baseball, like, and I'm not, a, I'm, a, I'm a kind of like seeing everything this this idiot has done for Oakland. Like, unless us as a city are getting something so crazy, like out of it, where like money wise, it's like helping pay for something or do something. Like, we don't need this. Like, do not be part of his solution. Let him figure this out. We got the River Cat, Ryan and Danny to go see to take your kids to to go to if you're a baseball fan, but do not allow this dude to get away with like let him let him cook let him cook mm. in the worst way possible mm. and like 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 i said unless the city like is is something that's benefiting all of us in some way monetarily like a huge amount monetary that's that's helping build other things school education helping the homeless situation like stuff like that like other than that man you can go somewhere and and if they do bring it everyone in the city should be boycotting that just to watch him roast well here's what Manny's talking about. Sacramento was the front runner to host the A's from 2025 to 2027. Before they moved to Las Vegas, a person briefed on the team's search process told The Athletic. Salt Lake City and a return to the Oakland Coliseum are the other two remaining possibilities for an interim home, the person said. A A decision is expected in weeks rather than months. Uh, he says, uh, this the athletic, he, re- he says later on, uh, a return to the Coliseum uh, remains seen as a tough road. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. Relocating to Sacramento could also allow the A's to keep considerable portion of the money they are owed, the person said. Exactly how much might be a matter of negotiation. Of course, this is where NBC Sports California comes into play. Um Salt Lake City could leave the A's starting from scratch when it comes to TV revenue. Hmm. What do you think? Oh, boy. I feel for all my A's fans out there, man. I do. Um, All my people in Oakland, I feel for them. I'm from Sacramento, and I represent the city of Sacramento. You've got to take this chance. You got. We've laid it out before. <laughs> this number one. If you the the perfect scenario. Yeah. 
is you make a deal with MLB under the table, whatever the case may be. Say, if we do this, we're getting expansion. We're not in consideration. Part of us agreeing to do this is. I feel like we do this every time. Is it 30 teams? 30 teams. So yeah. the NFL is the only one with 32. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, and before, I thought they were at 32. Right. And I was like, you're not getting expansion. There's no expansion. But there is there is room at this point. Um, so <clears throat> you say, there, we're not under consideration. It ain't nothing like that. If we do this, we are getting expansion. So that's the that's the the perfect way to do it. But even if they tell you, we can't guarantee you that. We can definitely we'll, we won't forget this. You know, we'll we'll put it under consideration. You'll be at the top of the list. Whatever whatever they can say without guaranteeing it, I think you still got to do it. This is your this is your last shot probably to get another professional team in the city, and it sucks that it comes at the expense of Oakland. But if you, Manny talks about, you know, monetary and, and helping the city grow, I mean, the, the, I understand. I, I would love that too for all, like, the stuff that's going around the city. I would love that. But if you take this chance and you hit, you're you're helping the city out forever, monetarily and perception-wise. But here's – Here's my question, and maybe you can answer this and, 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 and change how I feel. Knowing the owner the way that we do, mm-hmm. is he sinking something into this to make Sacramento a two-year home? Or is it literally just baseball games being played at, is it Sutter Health Sutter Park? Sutter Park, yeah. My, is that what we're doing? My, my, thought, my thought is I'm of the belief – that he never wanted to be in Oakland. Fisher. Yeah. Not that he never wanted to spin on a baseball team. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you hear the you understand the difference? Yeah, so like yeah. if it, if if he said if they said, "Hey, you spend 10 million dollars on this Sacramento situation and it gets you to Vegas." He'd be like, "All right, I'll spend the 10 million dollars. I just don't want to be in Oakland." Yeah. I'm not spending a dime in Oakland. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I'll spend money in Sacramento to get me to Vegas, but I ain't spending no money. I think that's more of the issue as opposed to he's like, I'm not ever putting money into a baseball. So team. Let me, let me, let me, let me frame it differently. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm asking strictly for your perspective. Mm-hmm. Do you have confidence that, that Fisher will put money into this team and it's time in Sacramento? Like the, the roster? No. Because I don't think anyone yeah, believes that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm talking about making it clear that Sacramento has baseball for two years. Mm. Because I think there's, I think there's, hey, we're moving to Sacramento for two years before we go to Vegas. Let's make the most of this. Uh-huh. Or there's, guys, we got two years till our Coliseum is built. Let's let's just go get this over with in Sacramento. I think it'll be probably more like the latter. Like I don't think like he's not gonna. That's why I have a problem with it. But he like. Not, but what do you want him to invest in? Well, I don't invest like, what in do you, advertising. What do you want the money in, to invest go? I, anywhere. Invest in advertising. Invest in billboards. Invest in mm-hmm. uh, 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 stuff that that gets fans out to the to the to the park. Because why why does Fisher care if anyone shows up to Sutter Health Park? Ah, uh, he doesn't. 
but that, that's 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 what I mean. But that, do you want people there, or do you just need to play these baseball games? You just need to play these baseball games. But that's why. But that's why. But if this, I'm Mayor Steinberg, if I'm Vivek, if I'm, or the I'm incoming not, mayor, yeah, or the incoming mayor, mayor, I ain't talking to Fisher. I'm talking to Manfred. Well, that's great. You can. Well, that's, he, that's great. That, that's great. No, that's fantastic. No, we know, but he is a sucker. Like you can get exactly. him on the hook for something, and you can get him to sign a deal that maybe no other commissioner would sign. Like, all right, fine. I'm so desperate to get this team to Vegas. I'll give you a team if you do this. Like he may do that. And the other reason, like I'm thinking about the situation. I know it's a, it's a risk. You don't. This doesn't have to be the situation. It'd be a risk you, you, that you'd have to take, but um, you'd be giving up your relationship with the Giants to do this. If you're doing that, like if I'm Mayor Steinberg or the incoming mayor, like I'm not giving up this relationship for nothing. Mm. Like, so what happens when what they I leave? do in two yeah, years? What happens when I leave? I'm without a, a, a franchise that I'm connected to. Mm-hmm. So unless you're telling me that you will give me a major league team, I'm not doing it. And I think those are the conversations that were had. I think they were, Man. and okay. and and uh, my guy. Weezy, I don't. Ha- I do not have the confidence in that conversation that you do. I, I don't have it either, but that's where you get some writing and all this other stuff. And at the, is at there the very least like worst case scenario? Like there's something like you can get in writing where if they go back on it, you can get some money. No matter how much Adam Silver and you know these guys dance around it, there's there's talks of expansion mm-hmm. in the like we. We basically know expansion is coming to the NBA. We know it's almost certainly going to Las Vegas and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Is there any whispers at all of expansion in Major League Baseball? There's whispers. I mean, I've heard people talking about Portland. Nashville always uh, gets thrown around sometimes, yeah, I feel. Nashville but but does that get thrown around as expansion or as a fallback for Ex- Fisher and the A's? There's been talks of expansion. It was, okay. it was it's it's never been as serious as like the NBA yeah, stuff, like yeah. like how Silver talks about it's not it every loud time he like gets. That. Yeah, right. it's just always murmurs. Right, but it, it's always been they have to figure this out before they can talk about expansion. They have to figure out the A's whether they were staying or going somewhere before they could talk about expansion. That's that's kind of how I've always read it. So once they figure out what's going on with the A's, maybe they might look to get those other two teams. I got Wheezy says. Casey, would you be saying this if the Giants were on the way out? Easy to say when it's not your team. I'm, I'm about Sacramento, man. And 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 if the if the Giants were going to St. Petersburg, and uh, Charles Johnson wanted the Giants to be here for two years before he left, I'd say the same thing. Like, yeah, do it, but you got to make sure there's you get some kind of kick down or some type of promises in this deal. You can't just take it all willy. I'm a hundred percent with you in the thinking of I'm, I'm about Sacramento. Mm-hmm. We're about Sacramento. My struggle is I, I haven't figured out Sacramento's benefit. I do, let me try one. that again. I, huh? <laughs> there's only one. It's, and, and I'm not confident in that. I know. I'm not confident I know. In that. There's only one. And, the, I, and what I'm talking about is, you get a guarantee of a team. And, and, the, and the thing that you brought about the affiliation with the Giants is important, too, because within two years, the Rivercats are just gone. Mm-hmm. That has right. to be worked out. Right. Like, that has to be worked out. That's not, not – that's, and that's not – I don't uh, – Evan, Mr. Drellich, the writer of this, that's his point. That's not 
you know, that's not that's going to have to be addressed later. That's nowhere in this article. I don't know that I've seen that addressed anywhere, uh, but that's something that has to be addressed here. We'll come back. Uh, James Ham's going to join us. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about this. And of course, we'll talk Kings basketball as well. Matt George is in the chat. He's furious. Um, and I think we got TC on hold. So hang tight. We'll come back. Steal the one KC brought to you by Sky River Casino on ESPN 1320. Jesse said we're back, and I still stuffed that last slice of orange in my mouth. You gotta do what you gotta do. It's Friday, man. There, there's, there's every day to do it today. Oh, I'm serious. I forgot uh, one soda went to the Yankees. These oranges are the best thing I've added to my diet in like 10 years. Just to counter the acts of this disgusting juice I drink every day. Like, these oranges I, are fantastic. Oranges are pretty underrated. They're you know what's writing is? I, so good, especially I when they're cold. Yeah. I oh really like fruit, and I think I'm allergic to fruit. Yes, they make your tongue itch. We've been over this for four years. So sad. Pineapples. <laughs> pineapple's my favorite. Pineapple. I just recently started like eating pineapple and stuff. Pineapple's fire. Pineapple's yeah, pineapple's the one. Jeez. Yeah. Pine, I'll suffer. I'll suffer. I'll pineapple care. has some... Interesting effects to it that a um, hey dice pineapples great song a uh, <laughs> it's a great song my old radio show once shared with me a um, old KSFM radio morning show we used to have a we'll call her the love doctor hey for sake of yeah pineapple has uh, interesting effects that you I, can that you can Google on your own. Once again, I had to, once Dice Pineapples came out, I had to Google like why is no. this the title of the song? Well, well, you learn. I think Usher's mentioned that too. You've been eating your pineapples or something. Well, like that. All right, <laughs> just don't Google on a work computer. <laughs> pull out your pull out your phone. Check it Dice out. Dice Pineapples, my baby tastes the best. Man, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> We just didn't get to. I think we could talk. We could talk A's. I mean, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk Kings with James. We'll get James's thoughts on. Um, he's, like, I, I'm, he's you know, be feverishly against it. Yeah, and, I think I'm a one man wolf. Pack. You might be. Well, I think you might be a one man wolf pack in your a bill in your belief in this uh, the, that this could happen. Mm-hmm. Every I think everyone wants what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just think no one believes it could happen. In this situation, does Sacramento, like I know Fisher's going to bring the A's here, if he does or whatever, say he brings the A's here for a couple years. Is Sacramento, like, like Kenny's talking about expansion and all that, like they don't really need to deal with Fisher, but the MLB, right? That's my. That's, right. that's what I'm saying. Like right. People talking about Fisher, right. Fisher ain't even, Yeah, he, we ain't talking to him. It's, it's like, and I, I meant to talk about this. I'm not talking to Genie. I'm talking to Rich, okay? Rich, <laughs> Rich is who I need to talk to, Rich yeah. Wall. And... Obviously, Manford's a buffoon himself. No, he's that. But at the the very least, you get something in writing. So if they don't come through, mm-hmm. you get some monetary gain for this. You may lose the you, you you'll lose the affiliation with the Giants, but you're not going to lose minor league baseball forever. Minor league teams shift around often. Hell, you might even get the A's back. To be honest with you. You might get minor league affiliation. Well, to me, that has to be addressed like out because, the gate. Because they have, right now, their minor league affiliate is in Las Vegas. They're not going to keep that and mm-hmm. the major league baseball team. So may, maybe that's the deal. And I don't, that's not necessarily good enough, but maybe that's the deal. When we come to, when we move to Las Vegas, we'll move our AAA affiliate to you guys since you're losing the Giants. And Vivek's got to have some say in this, right? He's got I don't want to say all to say, but he owns the Rivercats. Yeah, he's got a lot of to say. 
Let's get uh, TC in here real quick, 916-909-1320. There's one other story we haven't even s- touched on today. Your boy. It's not my boy. <laughs> That's your man's in them. No, he kind of is my boy. That's I, your I, man's. I got love for him, man. I got love for him. What's up, TC? Hey, hey, what's up with my two brothers? What up, big dog? Man, just vibing D-Lo, KC. Look, check it out. Hey, hey, uh, Kenny, did you hear me? Y'all had a chance to hear, uh, listen to the morning roll. So, Bonte, man, I shouted out my two guys this morning. Oh, man, I got to go back and check that out. I, you, didn't, I didn't hear, man. I have not listened to sports radio all week. Did Butcher Sorry. Boy hang up on you? No, 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 no. check it out. Because I called, I gave them a shout-out because it was a, the shameless shout-out, the little thing they do in the morning. I gave them a shout-out, and I gave y'all a shout-out, man. You That's know, love. That's King, love, man. You know. The Kings a shout out or whatnot, man. But uh, it's All Star <laughs> Weekend, man. We gonna we gonna kick back. We gonna wait for the Kings to pick up on the twenty second, bro, and then take off from there, man. That's when we took off last year, right, Dilo? Yep. Mm, After yep. the All Star like break, I like that. Yeah, that's facts. They had a tremendous run. Uh, after the All-Star break when everyone said the league was going to pick up, turn up, and it was just going to be Sacramento that was left behind. Uh, <laughs> but Sacramento actually led the pack. That's right. Uh, coming out of the All-Star 16-6 and six is how they finished, I think. Si- uh, if or I, I until think was, the last three games right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so I guess it would be 16-9 and nine yeah. is how they finished. But yeah, 16-6 and six runs solidified them in the third spot mm-hmm. to where they could lose the last three games. Mm-hmm. Um, game number five in the uh, top twenty-five games of the season. What a debacle <laughs> that was! Beyond people, man. That's where beyond people. <laughs> hey, <laughs> your boy got suspended today. Come on, man! For a PED violation and. It was said that the Raiders are going to release Jimmy Garoppolo. Throw him in there with so, Tristan Thompson, huh? So for so forgive me for for the people who don't speak D'Lo and Casey language. Your boy, as I talked to Kenny Caraway, is Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm, mm, mm. Jimmy Garoppolo was suspended two games for a PED violation. One, when did PED violations become two game suspensions? Two, what PED was it that it only warranted? a a two-game suspension, and three, what other PEDs is Jimmy Garoppolo taking? Hey, uh, Jimmy, we saw how you played with these PEDs, so there's no point in just sitting you out the whole season, so just take (laughs) these two games, pal. And then shortly after the announcement of the suspension comes Adam Schefter with the Raiders expected to release him, and man, I don't know what this bro's future is. What a odd, odd, odd career. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo has had. It really is. It really is. And I and I'm like you. I I don't know where he goes from here. I don't think he's out of the league, but I think I think a lot of people are looking at him like, you just you're not good enough. Kyle Shanahan, if it wasn't for him, you you might not be in the league. He's lucky if he goes out like Sam Bradford. Where you I get was, a couple starting jobs to end your career and then it's just over. Yeah. He's not starting anywhere else going forward, I think. I was I was really anxious to see what he looked like without Kyle Shanahan. Um, and it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. It wasn't good. I thought he'd be better than that. He, he wasn't good. I have, I have several questions. None of them are jokes. Mm-hmm. I give you my word. None of these are jokes. Mm-hmm. Was Jimmy looked at the way that he was looked at because he was drafted by Bill Belichick on a team that had Tom Brady on it. 
Uh, I can't say for sure, but that sounds very, very plausible. I'll fight about it against that a little bit because okay. like, when he did play, like there was like because he was never you never thought oh he's gonna like take over for Tom Brady or whatever. But you saw him play, he's like there's a quarterback here. Like if you get him out of here or whatever, maybe he could be like your guy. Like he had he had ability. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll push I, he, back I think I think Bill bit. Belichick maybe like he did get a rub from that, but he did like it wasn't just like like that's all it was. But but here's but when he played when he played in the NFL, you saw a little something. I'll, I agree with you on that. But he was kind of talked about before he was played. He played a game, and he wasn't talked about in college. Literally got talked about because Bill Belichick drafted him. That's a fair point too. It's probably a mix of both, if anything. Yeah. And he was a second-round second, pick? Yeah. Out of, like, Eastern Illinois or something like that. Dead serious. Dead serious. How much of Jimmy's hype was related to his looks? Um, Not much. Not yet, don't you don't think so? No, he was winning ball games. The, that that, that played into story, it. But. Yeah, it's funny because like, he's winning games. You play, ah, Jimmy or whatever. Like It plays so into so it. He's so handsome. Yeah. Okay. If he was losing games, no one would talk about it. They didn't talk about it last year. <laughs> he, he was an ugly duckling last year. Well, I think the it's, it's also a point where, like, how long can we keep this up? I'm talking about the initial hype around him. It was just he was winning games. He was on the New England Patriots for God's sake. It was just a talking point. I I, okay. I didn't I didn't I wasn't really locked in, but I don't know if they talked about like yeah, and how then, handsome and then he was with New England. He was caught walking with that woman. Oh, or they did. Oh, they well, absolutely you, did. Out there at the time, so yeah, they out. absolutely did. Well, yeah, then yeah, his dating the, habits became a yeah. He was. With I played the, into it. What was her name? I don't know. I remember? I don't know. Are you familiar with her work? No, I had never uh, heard of her before that. <laughs> Jimmy did though. Jimmy knew Jimmy exactly what she was. Yeah, Jimmy knew what time it was. <laughs> you ever hear Stephen A. Smith talk about Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> Besides saying porn star Jimmy. Well, that he's like, I know more Jimmy or whatever. I know I'm more. I'm not. I'm holding on to. Well, Steve, he, did, I, he did the Stephen A. thing with Jimmy Garoppolo one time. Steve, <laughs> Stephen A. Is so dumb. Did you see Stephen A. got hurt? I, <laughs> that's not funny. He, he was not, not crossed over it's though. Not, Put that out. He was not crossed over. Yeah. Come on, man. How you get hurt? I saw him shooting. This is a lethal shooter uh, shooting in like his work attire. I saw it on uh, lethal shooters IG. Yeah, always in hitting. his work attire. He, was he pulled up to Michael Parsons podcast in his work attire. He pulled up to the Joe Budden podcast in his, in his work attire. Did you see the Joe Budden with Mello? No. Mello was when, on Joe Budden when he was talking about um. No, the other way around. Oh, oh Joe but, Budden was oh, on but, with Mello. Oh, with Mero, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the I clip about Melo talking about he didn't ask for a trade to uh, New York? Oh, no, wait. No. Is, this, is this the George Carl situation? No, no, no. This is the Steph Curry clip. No. Oh, I didn't see this either. Yeah, so Joe, I I told, I told always tell KC because we listen to the podcast, the funniest part of the Joe Budden podcast is when that group of individuals talk sports. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, not to, this is what we do. Right. So hearing them do it, it's a little funny sometimes. Right, yeah, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Joe said, and he was adamant that Steph Curry was going to get traded. He's like, "This is a bold take." He said, "This is a bold take." Is Steph Curry going to get traded? Carmelo's like, "I don't think that's going to happen. Like, this is, this is going to finish with the Warriors. No, he's he's going to get traded in a perfect place for him. This is the way you people think. You people." 
It was right here in New York Knicks. <laughs> right here with the, and I couldn't help but laugh because I was like, Stephen right, A. Move. All right, all right, man. All right, Joe. Have you ever seen? You. Have you ever seen Joe Joe playing basketball? Joe Budden play? No, no, I have not seen <laughs> that. <laughs> I saw it on his Instagram one time, and he set the craziest script. Like it's it's hilarious. Joe Joe plays basketball exactly how you would think he plays basketball, right? And he set some crazy screen. I'm trying to see. It. Yeah, I think this is the, it's on YouTube, but he, he set the, the craziest screen one time, man. It is. Is Joe the guy that sets five screens a game, maybe grabs about seven boards and a couple assists? Sounds about right, but the screen is like like he like leg whipped to get around on the screen. Oh. <laughs> He's left handed. It's it is the funniest thing ever. Shout out Joe Button. Um Did you guys see George Carl though going at Mellow on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, I saw that a little bit. I saw that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. George always George always wanna be mad. Fall back, George. Fall back. George always. Yeah, you don't got to answer everything. George also really hates Carmelo Anthony. He really does. I, I joke about who hates who. Like Joe really hates Carmelo, or, or uh, George really hates Carmelo. They hate each other. They do well, not like each other. Um, did you did you uh, want to talk more about the A's thing, or did you want to? Yeah, I want to talk about it with James. Okay, okay, we'll hold it there. Cause so I'll tell you what. Um, what I wanted to talk about with LeBron and the Lakers, I was listening to Zach Lowe on the way in, mm-hmm. and he had Ramon. Okay, Lake Show. God. Mm-hmm. That's good. You was listening? Yeah, Zach Lowe. Is it is refreshing that you said Zach Lowe, by the way. I don't know what the hell that was. It was about. a refreshing change. Yeah, no Bill Simmons I was listening podcast. to – who was I listening to? My favorite is – who was I listening to? Oh, it was Bill Simmons. <laughs> You know who you was listening to. But you was listening to Zach Lowe. What happened? I was listening to Zach Lowe, and I didn't read the story, but he had Ramona on Ramona Shelbourne mm-hmm. on the show to talk about her story about mm-hmm. LeBron trade, all this other stuff, or potential trade or whatever. And the thing that stuck out to me, stuck out to him as well, is the conversation Jeannie had with Joe Lacob, where – she says, Joe Lakeup calls Jeannie like, hey, we see there's some activity going on with LeBron. You know, or what's going on? Are you guys trading him? Are you interested? Like, what would that look like? Whatever. And uh, the story goes, Jeannie goes, like, I don't, I don't really know nothing about that. You should talk to Rich Paul. Okay, well... <laughs> Did that? Does that seem? It's not. You know how these things work, so maybe it's not that odd. But isn't that a little odd? It is odd. Who said that's how the conversation went? Ramona Shelburne. Ramona said Joe called Jeannie, and they were having a talk. And Joe goes, "Hey, you know what's this going on with LeBron?" Like, and Jeannie said, "I don't know." Call Rich Paul. Jeannie. It wasn't like as flippant as that, but she was like, "Look." We want our stars to be happy here. With da, 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 da. Some something like that. She's like, mm. call Rich Paul and see what he says. So Joe Lacob calls Rich Paul, and Rich Paul is the one that says LeBron does not want out of L.A. He's not asking for a trade. Yeah, I'm calling we the cap. Well, you kind of have to go through Rich Paul first. Gene has no power in this, right? 
because no, she does. Yeah, she's got. She, she, does. she can't trade him though because he has no she trade can. clause, right? No, he, well, he doesn't. No, absolutely. oh, did. Never mind. No, she can absolutely trade him. I mean, what? it's a bold ass move, but she absolutely. Okay, I thought you called no I'm calling on the way that conversation went. You, you call call Rick. No, look, I I can this. Hey, Joe. We're interested in trading LeBron James. If you want to talk to him about like his tweets or the hourglass, like you could talk to Rich, but we don't have an interest in in tweet, uh, trading LeBron James. I could see the conversation going like that. Mm-hmm. Jeannie playing the oh, I got to call Rich. No, I'm calling Cap. I'm calling Cap. That feels like well, Ramona. I, got, and shout out to Ramona, one of my favorites. Like she got some information from Joe, and she ran with it, and that's okay because yeah. I don't doubt that the conversation took place in some form like that. But I think Joe may have been liberal with the way he commuted that conversation to Ramona. Because this, this being out there does not benefit the Los Angeles Lakers whatsoever. This is this is a Warriors hype train yeah, uh, sure. uh, uh, report that went out. For sure. And now here's what I would say about that. If you're correct that there was some pieces of the story left out by Joe Lacob, I feel like I'm, I'm talking through this with you right now. I feel like if I'm Jeannie, I'm giving Ramona a call and being like, let me be perfectly clear. I don't know what was told to you. It was never a thought for us to trade LeBron. Instead of having this out there. Because now... Almost, well, she might have. She might have. Because I'm pretty that sure that's her girl. Yeah, but that I would feel like that would be reported. Like Ramona would tweet, at least, following up on the story. Spoken to Laker representatives or sources say Lakers have had never had any issue with LeBron. But but at this point, but what? But at this point, what does that even matter? Because because it would stop these conversations. And Zach Lowe saw saw the same thing I saw. But there's no conversation to be had. No, this I think this is just created. What conversation are we having? The trade deadline's over. LeBron is in full control of his future. That. like Jeannie, so, the, so Zach, it doesn't so, nothing. Nothing that happens benefits anyone. Let's so, bring James Ham in so, here. You can so, so Zach used the hi phrase, James. Hey James, how you doing? Hi James. Zach used the phrase, hi friends. By that happening, like that, if it went down like that, it may not have. Mm-hmm. There's an opening in the door, or at, there's an opening in the well, door. Well, and I, I read the quote from that where Zach Lowe thinks that the Warriors are going to continue to pursue LeBron James this offseason. I read that. Mm. Um, whatever. Like, okay. So if it did go down like that, if that was it, actual, does that say anything to you? Um, <sighs> Makes Jeannie look weak to me. Mm. Um, See, it just it makes me look like she's she's willing to move on. For the right, for the right. Well, purpose. no, if she was willing to move on, she yeah. What, what you want to do? It's not Rich's decision. It's true, but that it, it's not. It, like if you're ready to move on, regardless of him being the greatest player of all time. On. See, but <laughs> so, but that's the thing. If you're open to you can't you can't be you can't be open to move on from LeBron James. You just you don't. You mm-hmm. can't be the owner that traded LeBron James. That's just. No, and you I certainly understand. can't be the owner that traded LeBron James to the Golden State Warriors. I, I, I understand. I just, for Chris Paul's contract. If it, if it went down that way, that's odd. If it did I, go down I, that I, way, I, it's I get odd. you. I, it, I I I just I think it's I think it's verbiage. I honest to God think that's all it is. Is it's verbiage? I I don't care either way. But 
Well, those are two of your favorite teams. <laughs> it's no, your favorite team in the Warriors and some Fine. team that I just, Let's, I just in the same league as the Just the I want Lakers. to get James' thoughts on this real quick. Okay. That's you. Two, there's three of us on the screen right now. James, do you have a Golden State Warriors championship <laughs> ring at your house? Uh, no, but I was I was in the yeah. locker room. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. No, okay. I don't have one. I don't no. even have one either. I don't have one. You don't have a Golden State Warriors championship ring? It's not, I gave it away. It's not mine. It, you gave it to your son. <laughs> it's in your house. You have one. Okay, so I just want to make sure we got well, this straight. What's that work look for? At, I can't control what at, I work look at, for. Look at Warriors employee Kenny Caraway trying to get LeBron or LeBron James <laughs> to the Warriors. Kenny uses wow. his championship ring like an elf on the shelf. There's wow. just always around. He always uh, to see it. Also, what? also. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just wears it every day. Just I, like I, 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 I don't, I don't have anything to do with that thing. But when I work for the Warriors, very, very good organization. I have no nothing doubt. bad to say about them. No so doubt. it was a good no experience. That's but. Funny. The other aspect of that, James, and you can talk about this too, James, is what do you what do you think about the the thought that LeBron's friend? We make jokes about him all the time, but he's got a relationship. He talks to the guy, Raymond Green, quote unquote, spearheaded it, and so Joe, like, call, call. Like, well, like it, it, it could be two things. It could be sorry, James. It could be saying like, "Hey, just call." What's the worst that could happen? Or it could be, "Hey, see what's up." Well, okay. So first of all, Draymond uh, Green is the great instigator of our lifetime. So it's very possible that he just said, "Hey, I suggest." Like he like started it. But the other thing, I I I kind of hope that this happens because I think the ultimate the ultimate thing would be when Draymond gets traded to the Lakers and doesn't get to be part of the party. That would be like the best for me. So like, <laughs> Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and discuss this, but sorry, we got to clear out this $25 million a year cap space. Draymond and we're going to need the trade and he gets traded. <laughs> well, he, he, yeah, him of and, course he's going to get traded. What are you talking about? Chris Paul's finally a Laker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the headline. But that's um, the thing. I don't think I don't think it have to be. Like, look, I, I Draymond think it's, it's possible. Draymond doesn't have to be traded. The you the, you, Draymond wouldn't have to be traded. Yeah, because Paul's you have Chris Paul's contract. Clay's contract could potentially be off too, or it'd be a yeah. Lesser you don't contract. have to. Yeah. No, because it doesn't matter. You, it's not. It's it's not happening. It's, yeah. it, it, it's 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 gone. It's over with. It's no not chance. happening. They're um, still over the luxury tax, even if they lose with Chris Paul and Draymond and. Uh, Clay. Uh, Clay Thompson gone. So, yeah, it would have to be someone else on top of that. Unless he signs a minimum deal as a free agent, which, I don't know, maybe maybe he does. I I don't know. But I also, like, the way that those things can work out, in most situations, you're not going to have an owner say, go ahead and call the agent. But this is Rich Paul, and this is LeBron James. And so I'm not going to say that there's no way that that's the way it went down. Because everyone knows that that LeBron is calling the shots and Rich Paul is calling the shots, and it doesn't matter what anyone else wants to do. Whether wherever he goes next year, it's going to be where he wants to go, where he wants to play basketball. And whether that's the Lakers or it's the Knicks or it's going back to Miami or making a third time he's played in Cleveland, whatever LeBron James wants to do, he's going to do, and Rich Paul is going to broker it. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's sort of the end of the day. So if 
there are some murmurs out there that that LeBron would, you know, consider go moving on from the Lakers. I, I wouldn't doubt that Draymond's like, hey, let's figure this thing out. Let's see if we can get him. But again, yeah, Draymond's our, playing with fire right there. Sorry, straight up, he's playing with fire. Can't win a title anymore, <laughs> so we need to get him here. And you know what? The funny thing of the the now the third team that we've mentioned in this potential, the Warriors would be the one that has the least chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Knicks. Cavs, Warriors, I'd put the Warriors last. I'd actually do that would be the order. Knicks, Cavs, Warriors. Cavs. Yeah. I think it's it, like the one interesting aspect. Cavaliers, I don't have way. no problem with the no, Cavs. No, no, it's not disrespecting. I don't know LeBron going back there. No. Well, look, if LeBron does end up going to the Warriors, I think it does have like the potential to be the complete death of the super team. And and I think that that would be a good thing. It'd be a good thing for the league. It'd be like, hey, look, you know, like this is like the Expendables, right? Where they just get all the old bad superheroes together, or or the action the action guys together, and then they they get all the the old bad like villains together, and then they make like a blow it up movie. <laughs> that it kind of has that feeling, like, okay, go ahead and do this, and and then from here on out, maybe we shouldn't build stupid super teams that that make basketball look weird and unfair where you know three teams well two teams make it to the finals what four years in a row and so i don't know I, like i'm okay whatever happens because i i think the the warriors dynasty is over and if they're going to do something like that that's just clean on to something so desperately and it would it would kind of be interesting to watch uh, James, I do want to talk about the Sacramento Kings here as you are our Sacramento Kings insider, but there is a report from the athletic that says Sacramento is the front runner to host the A's from 2025 to 2027 before they move to Las Vegas. Curious, your very, very early thoughts on this report from the athletic. Yeah. I mean, I would think that they are the front runner because it's pretty simple. There's a relationship with NBC Sports Bay Area slash California, whatever you want. It's the same people, but I work for them. Like there is no difference. Just you're on different channels. There's the A's were paid. I believe the figure is $64 million last year by NBC Sports Bay Area to, uh, to put the A's on, on their, their television station. Right. So NBC paid the A's 64 million bucks. If they leave Northern California or if they leave the Bay area, that money goes away completely. Um, And so you're not going to go to Salt Lake city and get a television deal for three years that pays somebody 180 or $192 million to be on local television in, in Utah. There's there's, that's just not happening. But I would say that if they move to Sacramento, although that's outside of their realm, outside of their their Bay Area window, there is a possibility that they could renegotiate with NBC Sports Bay Area and get the television rights in Sacramento the same way they had them in Oakland. Now, they're not going to get paid the same, and it's probably going to be a 20 or $30 million reduction in that price. But the A's are are doing this thing on a shoestring budget, and they don't put out any money at all. And they're, they're banking on major league baseball welfare system and 
they're banking on, you know, like some real uh, rudimentary items to help pay for what they're going to do here for the next couple of years before they get to Las Vegas. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if Sacramento is a way that they could somehow salvage some of their local television uh, money and, and somehow at least not, you know, lose a hundred grand, a hundred million dollars a year for three years um, while they, they try to move the team to Las Vegas. The other thing that I'm thinking about um, with all this is going through my head. Now people can feel how they feel about any of the people who make decisions, you know, here, mayors, Vivek, whatever. I don't think any of them are stupid mm-hmm. and I don't think any of them are like, yeah, let's, go through all this for two years of major league baseball. Like, yeah, that would be great. Mm-hmm. No, there's a, there's a much bigger play involved, whether they can nail that down and get the necessary um, promises and the, the paperwork to guarantee them that I don't know if they can do that, but the play isn't let's get the A's for two years. Mission complete. no, Mayor Steinberg has talked for years about trying to get another professional team here. Yeah. And they may okay, see so, a And I want to clarify, you said 25 through 27. That's three years. It's a 25, 26, 27. It's not like the NBA where they're half years. Mm-hmm. So it's not the 24, 25 season. So we're talking about all of 25, all of 26, all of 27. And we were wondering the whole time, where were they going to play that other year? Because it was kind of magically dropping off. Oh, they're going to go play in Sacramento for two years. Well, what about the third year? Because the stadium, at a minimum, the stadium in Las Vegas is going to be built in 2028. That's a, the at the in a perfect world. That's when it would open. But look, they don't even have like the plans drawn up for this thing, and there isn't even a an exact teardown date for the Tropicana yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is so much that has to happen there. I think with the A's, what the what City of Sacramento is doing is exactly what the City of Oakland's now. City of Oakland, uh, they were like probably ready to announce that a minor league baseball team was going to move into uh, the Coliseum starting after this season in the Roots. And that triggered the A's coming back to the table. And when the A's came back to the table, there are some very specific things that they're discussing and not just with the Oakland A's because the uh, City of Oakland I'll say the same exact thing for Vivek Ranadive and the city of snow. They should trust the Oakland A's as far as they can throw them. They're the most honest, disloyal, trash ownership, trash management, horrific president, used car salesman, pieces of blank that you've ever seen. You should never trust these guys at all, at all, at all. And so Las Vegas trust them. Sacramento shouldn't trust them and Oakland shouldn't either. So what Oakland is trying to do is trying to leverage major league baseball and say, look, we'll let them stay until it expires until, until they move to Vegas. But when they move to Vegas, we want a handful of things. Number one, we want the Oakland A's brand and color and history to stay here in Oakland. Number two, we want expansion. And number three, we want a real owner, not some trash, a gap owning dude that doesn't know how to run a team and is the worst owner professional sports has ever seen. The problem is they're dealing with Rob Manfred, who is the worst uh, of, of my lifetime, the worst commissioner of any sport. Mm. 
He's an absolute joke of a commissioner and they just gave him a five-year extension and he's allowed this to happen where he's just embarrassed the league. He's embarrassed the city of Oakland. He's embarrassed everybody involved. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I, I'm not saying I would stay away from it though. If I'm the city of Oakland, yeah, get him back to the table and see if you can get major league baseball in the room and guarantee you get it in writing. No, no promises. Get it in writing that you will get an expansion team as soon as, uh, as soon as Fisher's gone. And the funny thing would be, I could see the city of Oakland turning around while the A's are still there for three years, getting a brand new stadium built where they want it with a brand new owner and have that thing ready to roll the day that the A's leave and move out of town and just say good riddance to them and, and have a brand new expansion team with Oakland A's all over the front of their chest, move right into a brand new stadium that someone who actually has the money to be a major league baseball owner could afford. But to, to your original point, though, that's exactly what Sacramento's doing. That's exactly what Vivek is doing. That's exactly oh, yeah. what Mayor Steinberg is doing. We'll take on your trash. Well, you hope that's we that hope, hope that we hope, hope that's what they're absolutely. doing. Absolutely. That's my we assumption. Hope that's what they're doing. You hope that's what they're doing. We'll take on your trash and your trash uh ownership and, and this ace this ace thing is whatever. Go do what you you want to be in Vegas, go do that. We'll help you out. But in writing, we're the first in line to get expansion. Well, if you're city of Sacramento, you have it written in two ways. You say if if they can't get the deal done in Vegas, we get the team. And if everything goes right here in Sacramento and, and they do move to Vegas, we get the we get an expansion team. But I want an exact date for an expansion team because I don't trust I don't trust Manfred at all, just like I don't trust A's ownership. They're they're all just, you know, and you can say like, well, the the commissioner works for the owners. Meh, not in this situation. If you got 30, 31 other owners that are willing to turn a blind eye to what, what's happening here, that's an embarrassment. This is absolute trash. And like just from top to bottom, it's just a bad look. You know, this is one of your true urban teams that are left and you're just going to turn your back on them and, and, and treat a city this way. Uh, especially a, a city in California that has ponied up a whole bunch of money, has a whole bunch of money ready to go put into the infrastructure of of a giant complex that they're going to build. And you're going to give that all up so you can build a, a stadium, an undersized, less than 30,000 feet, uh, 30,000 seat uh, facility on a nine acre parcel with no development in Las Vegas on the backside of the strip. Hmm. Okay. What's in it for Major League Baseball? And if they can answer that question, they're lying. There's nothing in it for Major League Baseball. Is there a relocation fee? No, they're waiving the relocation fee. I thought they were waiving it. (laughs) They're waiving it, but they put a writer in that said they're waiving it. But if he tries to sell the team within the first 10 years, they get a massive amount of that money. Mm -hmm. So that's a relocation fee. Interesting. So they're already they're already uh, like understanding that this is where this is heading, that he's just going as a big cash grab, and the other owners are like, "Why are we waiving the relocation? He can't afford the relocation fee, right? That's he that's, can't afford. Right. He can't afford to build the arena. I mean, the the stadium in Oakland that he wanted that was what twelve billion dollars. They just kept building this bigger and bigger and bigger area, mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't have the money to do it. His stock price has crashed and Gap. They've come back up a little bit, but they were at like 32 bucks and dropped to eight bucks. And he lost, you know, three quarters of his wealth. Mm. 
So like this has been Shout out it, Kanye. it's just a yo-yo game. <laughs> yeah. And 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 the and the whole thing and once again I want to be perfectly clear this is just my thoughts, my feelings about the situation and reading the situation myself. I ain't talk I ain't talk to nobody. Y'all y'all can be clear about that. But if I was Sacramento, I'm looking at this situation where I I got this guy Manford who has basically put his entire tenure on getting getting this team to Vegas with a guy that might not be able to get it done. He's desperate. This is when you get him on a, like, all right, all right, we see you desperate. So put it in writing that we're getting an uh, expansion team, and we'll do this. We'll do this. And then you got it, like you said, twofold. There's a situation. Vegas might not even happen. Like, we're talking 27-28. They might be, if if they agree to that deal, they might be here for who, who knows how long, mm-hmm. five, six, seven years. Something like that. And with the whole Oakland thing, I hate it for Oakland. I do. But at the same time, it would be even more of a black eye if Fisher and Major League Baseball had to tuck their tails between their legs and go back to Oakland Mm -hmm. for an extended period of time. They don't want to do that. They don't. They don't want to do that. I don't know if it's personal with Oakland or what, but they do not want to say. They do not want to go back to Oakland for any amount of time if they don't have to. And that's where Sacramento presents a different option. Yeah, the only question is whether they can renegotiate the television deal. That really is what it comes down to. Can you renegotiate a television deal where you still get some of your money for being in Sacramento for the three-year period? And even then, if I'm again, if I'm Sacramento, I want assurances that I don't just get the next if you ever do expand. I get... I get an expansion yeah. team in 2028. And this is like, the Vec has to be involved in this somehow. Yeah. I would think so. Because he, I mean, oh, yeah. he, he owns yeah. the Vivek river and Fisher are friends. Well, well okay. yeah, I mean, he sat courtside with Vivek last year. Oh, John, uh, John Fisher did at the end of the season. Well, well those games didn't count. We've established Keep that. Keep them squares about your circle, Uncle Yeah, v. yeah, do better, Uncle V. We don't, <laughs> we, we don't need them around here. We'll come back. Um, obviously, this is a, a, a breaking news story over the course of the last hour or so, as it looks like. Uh, Sacramento may be hosting Major League Baseball, even be it for a short period of time. But what does this mean for the city uh, long term? I'm not sure that we're going to be able to hash any of that stuff out here on a Friday. But uh, we can talk Sacramento. No, we will. Well, yeah, we're going to figure it all out. Oh, I'm down for it. We, I mean, we, we fix everything else. We might as well fix this, too, uh, regardless of what I've we're talking the, about. Yeah, I've got the cure for cancer hiding right behind me in one of these books. See? There it is. It's right behind the fedora. World peace? I've got it. I've got it right, right here. Right there. It's right behind the, it's right behind the uh, Dwight Clark book back there. Um, That's right. We'll, we'll come back. We'll talk more with our insider, James Ham of the Insiders. I'm going to with Casey Return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. You can head over to Shop Dealer and Casey right now. I just put the FJF Forever hoodie uh, on sale for thirty percent off. Go get that, man! That one hoodie is on sale. Go for get that. Ooh. I think I think they're doing That's one a, of the more um, popular. I think they're doing a. Uh, I forgot the term. I apologize, but when you know one of those 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 buy type games opening opening day, I, I thought I read where you're scheduled to have. You know, the, the Oakland fans mm-hmm. are, are having one of those uh, games for the first home game. So I say that to say, go get the hoodie in that game. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. Just fill the whole entire uh, with them. 
Yep. Oh, that would be tremendous. That would be great. That you could, could be that. That might change the Fadilo <laughs> and KC if we were able to do that. <laughs> like, hey, we do really well on hoodies. We're really appreciative of it. But if we're selling ten thousand all at once or thirty thousand, a, a, a yeah, hoodie company. Yeah. Now, 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 now it's now it's a little bit different. A little bit different. That's right. Um, James, I, I, is there, is there anything? I, I don't want to feel like we left anything. Is, is there more anyone wants to talk about with this? Oakland, Sacramento, or I should say this A's Sacramento thing. Yeah, I think we need to we need to read all of the stories that are being written today and tomorrow and and yesterday and keep an eye out. Uh, first of all, if you guys aren't out there, if you're if you're A's fans or if you're baseball fans and you're tracking this story, follow Casey Pratt. He's been absolutely spectacular on this entire story. Um, you know, I, I think someone even called him a, uh, like they called him out and said that he's just a mouthpiece for the city of Oakland. That's not the case. Um, but he's done really good work on it. Uh, Susan Slusser wrote a piece, which I have not got to read yet, but, uh, sort of the, the, the basis of it is that the Oakland was willing, is willing to, uh, like work with them on a lease extension, but it does come with, you know, uh, the, the A's brand and, uh, and expansion, a promise of expansion, um, whether that happens or not, I have no idea. Uh, but I also think like, look, the city of Oakland has, has since early, well, since their inception of being uh, a major league baseball city, they've struggled. They've struggled to find a way to make, uh, to make it all make sense. Right to have a stadium that is uh, worthy of a major league baseball team. What's happened there like that. The Coliseum is not a major league baseball stadium. And they allowed uh, Al Davis to come in and ruin that stadium. But even before that, I mean, they still have troughs in the bathroom to go pee in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they still have like sewage leaks in the, in the visiting clubhouse. Like there's all they have not put any money into that stadium, nor can you really build it up and make it better. And I don't know how Oakland can actually do this, but that's where I kind of bring Sacramento in. If there's a way for if there's somewhere for the A's to move, I would hope it would be Sacramento because there is a thriving baseball community here and there always has been. You have spots right down on the river where you can make a beautiful stadium uh, not only that, but you have the Amtrak station right down the street from where that would be built. And people from Oakland could come to Sacramento to watch games. A's fr- fans from all over the Bay Area could come to Sacramento. And then Sacramento would be very supportive of Major League Baseball team. Whether they could come up with the, the money that that you need to attract like the the big name sponsorship deals and stuff, I don't know because the Kings have always struggled with that as well. But like this is a baseball town and it it was a baseball town a long time before it was a basketball town. And I think you could really, really find success here. And I don't think you're going to find success in Vegas. Real quick, James, and we, we can move on to basketball. Would you would you do this if you were Sacramento? Would you partake in this situation? I want promises and I want it in writing. You know, that's 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 it. Like I want to know that if it falls through with Vegas, that they stay in Sacramento. Um, and that not only do they stay in Sacramento, but the Fisher sells a huge portion of the team. Um, and in all honesty, I wish Fisher would just sell to Joe, uh, Joe Lacob and just end this whole thing. 
right now, just walk away and let Joe Laca build the, the arena downtown. Uh, in well, in the uh, what is it called? The terminal. The, what is that? Yeah, the terminal. Yeah. Um, Howard Terminal. Howard there we go. Terminal. Yeah, yeah uh, just go ahead and build it and, and keep them in Oakland. But if not, like there's a lot of positives it could happen here for the city of Sacramento, where you can become a major league baseball city. And I, I, I don't want it to be the expense of the Oakland A's, but same time, like this is an inevitable thing. It looks like, especially when you have an owner that's hell bent, uh, a city and a ownership group that doesn't really feel like they could ever come to a positive conclusion on this. And then major league baseball, who is, completely let down uh one of their you know one of their markets um so yeah i mean you allowed this guy to run this team into the ground for for like 17 years or whatever it is i mean he this is literally the entire plot of major league the movie it's just an embarrassment to the league and they they should have dumped this guy so long ago but now maybe it is sacramento can you know sort of take advantage of the situation and become a soft landing spot and help them uh, and then get something big in return. That's it. As long as we get something out of it. That's it. We're not just, if not, if you're free. not getting we're any not, of that, yeah, then not, kick not, rocks. Yeah, we're not yeah, just being friends. Yeah, you can't do it for free. Friends don't do business. Nah. No, we don't business here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Kings, um, they're, they're, they're doing business, though it's been a bit confusing to figure out exactly what kind of business they are doing, standing on business or falling on business. <laughs> James, what's been the biggest story the first part of the Kings season? Inconsistency? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that that's it. Inconsistency. I mean, this is kind of what a 500 ball club looks like. And the fact that they're eight games over 500, it says that they're a little bit better than that. But really, they can beat anyone on any given night. And they can lose to anybody on any given night. And those are the traits of like a your standard 500 basketball team. Um, I'd even look, you know, you can, for all the good things that you can point out, the fact that, you know, they're now three and zero against the Nuggets and, and two and zero against the Lakers and, uh, what two and one against OKC, you have all of these two and zero against the Mavs, you have all these season series. They're still like the really ugly ones, like the Pelicans and the Clippers. And I think that there are some holes in this team that have not been fixed. And, uh, you just kind of, you got to play it out because that's who you are at this point. But um, yeah, it's kind of a, a weird vibe, weird vibe going in the second half. Yeah. It should be, it, it should, if they, if they, let's just do the argument's sake. They won those three games that everybody goes crazy about, right? Like the Charlotte, Port- Detroit, and Portland. They won those three games or 11 games over. Say they're like six. The story should be the, the ascension of Fox and Sabonis. Mm. That's what you would – and, I mean, it, it's really – I had Sabonis's like – I had Sabonis as, as yeah. my, in, in my notes. Like Those, those two guys, I, I know they haven't necessarily achieved that this year the way we wanted it to. But the thought – there is num, numerous different times this year watching this team where I'm like, damn, the, the Kings, they got – they've got a, a – a, foundation mm-hmm. this is going to be a good team for years to come you know maybe they fluctuate between a contender and an eighth seed or something like that but 
gone are the days where they just shouldn't make the playoffs because they're no good. Right. You got Fox and Sabonis. These guys are verified. They're in their mid to late 20s. And, and the that part of the the drought or the suffering is over. You mm-hmm. got two guys. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of the story that I've thought about numerous different times this year. Yeah, I mean, you do have two stars. And I don't want to take that away from what the Kings have built at this point. And you said if you move those three games over, if you move those three games over to the win column, you're literally the five seed and you're like a game behind uh, the Nuggets. Hmm. You're like right in the mix. So, but that's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. And this team is uh, whatever whatever margin of error they had, they've squandered. And so now they have to go into the second half of the season and or or the stretch run of the season whatever you want to call the final 28 games and you've almost got to be perfect and and i don't mean be perfect to like become the three the three seed i mean perfect to avoid the play-in and and that's not a good place to be in and you know like i i know somebody earlier i just brought this up on the on the king speed podcast with sean and brendan too um someone brought up earlier well this is just year two like they don't make the playoffs it's year two of what like what do you mean it's year two it's year two of what like you you don't have anything for it to be year two of it's year one of a of a playoff drought that's that's what it is so no you have to actually you can't just make it one year and then the next year you take a huge step back i mean this is what minnesota did a couple of years ago and it took them like four years to get back like there is no guarantees and that's why the again I keep bringing this up but the maintain and improve that's fine maintain it you haven't maintained it the league got better the west got better you haven't we haven't even got to the improve part like how do you get there and that's it's a tough place to be in and so I think that this team has every every possibility of like shaking out of this and, and being a really good second half team a really good twenty-eight final twenty-eight game team, and and making some a little bit of noise, but I certainly don't have any any delusions of grandeur that this is a contender, and that this team, you know, second third round of the playoffs, they might make it to the second round. It'll depend on the matchup, but they also could not make the playoffs, and they also could give up, have to have to keep their two thousand twenty-four first round pick and then have their 25, 26, and 27 tied up. That's where this could head, and that's a dark place to go. And they're on the precipice. They've they've got 28 games to prove that last year wasn't just a, a one-off, that this is who they're going to be, and then they're going to be a team that makes a playoff six or eight times in a row. But like as of today, you haven't taken a step forward at all, and that's a tough one, especially since I can honestly say Sabonis is having the best season of his career and he's absolutely incredible. De'Aaron Fox is having the best season of his career. Malik Monk is having the best season of his career and you're not a better team than you were last year. And that's a tough one. Why are you confident uh, that they can have a run in the second half? Second part. That they can, that they can make it. Mm-hmm. How, why am I confident? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I'm confident that they like, because I've seen them be good. Like I, I think even what we saw uh, from from the game the other night, like the Denver game, that's to me that was their best one of the year. I don't even think it's close 
Uh, they were gritty. The one in Sacramento, or the or the no. last game of this. Oh no, the last game. No, I honestly think that's their best game of the season. Hmm. Like, look, you had no legs. You couldn't shoot the ball at all. And you found a way to stay in it. You showed heart. You showed passion. You were connected. Um, you know, I, I thought the activity, the energy of the team was great. They, they just didn't have any legs. They couldn't shoot the ball. And that didn't stop them from staying in it, staying in it, staying in it, and then being advantageous and and coming up with a win when the chips were down. And so for me, I was, it's one of those like proud dad moments, like where you're looking at the team and it's like, look, man, you didn't have it, but you left it all out there. Mm. Like, bravo, bravo, De'Aaron Fox, like totally appreciate uh, the game that he played. And the fact that he scores the final 10 points, 15 points in the fourth quarter, I, I got a question where he was the 20 games before that, not the game before, but the 20 games before that, where he averaged like 21 a game. But in that game and in that moment, in the fact that it's back to back, the fact that they had to travel to, uh, to play in Denver at elevation, the fact that it's Denver Nuggets who won the NBA championship last year and still have like what should be a three-time reigning MVP in Jokic, you you played, you played your heart out, and you came up with a win. And like to me, it was a major, major hat tip moment, you know, for for all of them. Like Trey Lyles can't hit a shot; he's clearly still sick but goes out and grabs five rebounds and plays really solid. Chris Duarte, we talked about it before, and you want to hear. I said, it's possible Chris Duarte could play tonight. And you're like, oh, hey, Chris Duarte came in there and won the defensive player of the game. He hit a big three. Yeah, he because played Mike hates Kevin Herter. That's why. That's right. <laughs> but no, let's, let's, no, let's, but so I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to add JaVel McGee. So we got JaVel. <laughs> we got JaVel McGee, uh, Deuce Mason. Damian Barley. And 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 Joel Embiid to the list of players that oh, James yeah. Ham hates. You just took his MVP trophy away. Hey, ah, guy he had a phenomenal. He had a come on, man. He had a phenomenal season last year. Oh no, Embiid did have a phenomenal. He had a phenomenal. Season. Season. I'm not going to take that. Phenomenal. Like he had a phenomenal in the year but, before too. He did. Yeah, let's not act like uh, Jokic didn't have a a great season and then well, went on did. to win a championship. Well, let's not act like yeah. like Giannis Antetokounmpo hasn't had three great seasons. Right, the world right, has yeah. just started to oh, ignore true. him. Jokic uh, ain't winning it this now, year. Jokic um, isn't. No. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with uh, Worldwide Wove. It's going to be SGA. How can you put SGA? Jokic ahead of SGA? Really? I don't In know. What world? Like, how does that work? Well, if things stay the way they are, like 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 OKC's okay, so a two seed. SGA's averaging 32. SGA don't have dues? I, would, that, I mean, okay, maybe that's the way you just give it to Jokic. Well, no, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to ration. I'm tr- I'm trying to no, speak I, I, and voter speak. I know. I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying like there's there's not there's not a way where Jokic should win it over SGA this year if things stay the same. Okay. Well, I mean, if they stay exactly the same that they are right now, then okay. You're probably right, SGA, especially, you know, he leads the league in steals. Um, You know, he leads the league in scoring. But there's still a lot of things that you can look at. Like, and even right now, I'd say, you know, Shea is leading in win shares. So he is even some of the the other stats. Um, But the voters don't care about that. And I know that because uh, the voters, I mean, Demonis Sabonis is fourth in the league in win shares and he's not in the All Star game. So, you know, maybe they don't believe in advanced statistics or they don't believe in 
players who who post triple doubles almost every single night. You know, well, but... <laughs> well, they only care about triple doubles until they don't, James. Till they don't. Yeah, they love Luca's triple doubles. They don't. Uh, I love hope it. They... they don't love it when you average it for four out of five years. But then Jokic started getting them, and they loved them. Now Domas gets them, and they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I kind of feel like Russ needs to call Domas and give him a pep talk. You know, look, man, they turn on us. They turn on us, triple double guys. It's facts. Like just because we're going out, just because you're going out there and leading the league in rebounding doesn't mean anything. That's right. Because you're one of the most consistent players a league has ever seen, and you have what is it, fifty double doubles in fifty four games? Yeah. Hmm. All was, right. I wish I would remember that stat they put up on the TNT broadcast the other day of like the most triple doubles and double doubles in a season when you're at something like that. And it was like KG Jokic and Sabonis and Sabonis mm. had them, had them all. Like, I think it was KG's MVP season where who had them all. He, he was higher than, uh, than oh. all. Sabonis was, uh, had more total triple doubles and double doubles in a single season. I think that's oh, wow. what it was. Okay. Then Jokic and KG in that MVP season. I mean, he's, the year he's having is. I'm trying to re- like what it like. Didn't Kevin Love used to just do it on a regular like big Kevin Love? Yeah, double double. Pre pre Banana Republic model Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah, he was crazy with the double double, but he I don't think he went to the triple double. Yeah, right, right, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Yeah, although he's a great passer too. Kevin Love is. Oh, yeah, I, I would just like what exactly? What more do you want from him? Is the question from Sabonis and. Yeah. Like you just look across the board, he's he's averaging sixty two point two percent from the field, highest field goal percentage in his career. You say, okay, well, we need you to three shoot the three ball. Okay, he's shooting forty two point six percent from three. Mm. You can say, hey, you're not a good free throw shooter. You don't not let somebody in the All Star game because they're not a good free throw shooter. Right. I mean, he's leading the league in rebounds. He's averaging eight point three assists and twenty points a game. It's just like the most egregious snub that I think I've ever seen. So. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, he's going to enjoy his time off, hopefully, and have some wine. He is. He have to I hope in, so. He doesn't have to be in Indianapolis either. Have you seen the? I've seen more uh, video from out there. It's damn near a snowstorm. I told. Mm-hmm. I, I went to New York City for the All Star for All Star Weekend one time. It was negative nineteen outside. Well, this whole thing that City. people there aren't enough five star hotels in S- Sacramento. It's okay. I get that. But you know what? I would much rather have my basketball fans be able to walk outside than like worry about whether there's enough five star hotels. It's just an embarrassment. You could also just put the media. I'm just pissed at everybody today. Put the media in Natomas. Yeah, what are you so worked up about, James? <laughs> oh, yeah, Natomas popping off right now. Put the put the mm-hmm. media in Natomas. Mm-hmm. I didn't read that article. Oh. Seeing what's going on. Oh, it's just all the hotels they're putting out there, yeah. Yeah, they put in a, mm. uh, hell. Put him in the clown tunnel if you have to. Is it still there? It's it's yeah. It's not just no. That's not. Still I don't there. think it's not just hotels. It's five star hotels, four oh, and five star hotels. Oh, you can't keep popping no. up the Holiday Express by the airport. Oh, there's so there. That yeah, doesn't help. Well, well that's. I'd rather, Shout out to Holiday I'd Express. Stay there in California than in hey, somewhere in Indianapolis. I'd, I'd rather right just not stay in Indiana. Wait till Sky River gets the rest of their. Oh, it's over. Yeah, wait right till Sky River just gets the rest. We'll have of their our own All Star weekend. We absolutely tell them will. five star hotel. Oh, just it's gonna it. be five star. Mm-hmm. Everything that Sky River does is five star. 
And we ain't gonna let everybody into prime either. No. When Draymond comes walking around because he's doing his stupid podcast, <laughs> sir, you can't get in here. Sir, sorry, buddy. You're, go you're, to the go to the um, bull wings down the street. Yeah. In fact, you can't eat in this. In fact, he can't even stay there. <laughs> you can stay at Red Hawk or something. You can't stay here at Sky Send River. Send him out to Hard Rock. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sir. You're gonna go stay in the he middle of nowhere. That is it is so deep out there. I've had to go out there for soccer games and you're just driving and driving and driving and driving. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like it's like when you're driving to Vegas and you there's all of a sudden that one casino out in the middle of nowhere. You're like, what is this place? That's what that's what it feels like. Yeah, that's what Dre might. Oh, no, Dre, we got you in a good one. Not far. That's good. Yeah, it's it's exclusive, too. You're the only one there. You get there, there's no other NBA personnel. No, <laughs> just him. It's, it's exclusive, like your time with the Lakers. Yeah, we You're got, the only one there. We, <laughs> we even got you a, we even got you a nice little a nice little banquet room to do your stupid podcast. That's nice, right. nice little padded wall right behind you. Uh, Enjoy that, Sacramento's really. finest. <laughs> Slash Wheatland, that's fine. We got you, Draymond. <laughs> uh. Our show's over. Well, at least our first of two shows is over. Yeah. We're going to head over to 1025. We got a busy, 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 busy 4 o'clock hour. And we got the Rising Stars game coming up next. Mm, rising Stars, coming up. yeah. What? Were you, what are you, six, what are you landing six. a plane? At 6. <laughs> we got the Rising so We're going to run it back? Yeah, run it back for uh, two hours. I got a lot of stuff I'm dealing with back No, there. I got you. No, you're the king of the producers right there. Jesse's doing like this, and I'm like, is he gang signs? What's going on here? I meant here? to put up a six, but I put up seven. He was listening to that dub C the other day. What's up? Get a gang, get a gang. I ain't going to say what KC was doing in well, here yesterday when that. Uh, six o'clock. Hawking. Well, hey, forget it. Have a great holiday. We'll, we'll see you. We'll see you Tuesday at 10 a.m. here on ESPN 1320. Vamos, Uncle Keegs. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.